Dream it. No way ever. Up the top, we've got Zach the Boss, 16 to 12. We actually have written bets on it today. Uh, you're getting 320, the drum there. 180, 175. Back to 185, Benedetta. Ocean Beyond, 26. Tutorial Splendor, 41. 17, Do Your Punk. Ranting at 11. 21, New Long Storm. Pioneer River, 15. 19, for Jack of it. Paperboy, 51. 19, Shove Over. William Thomas, 21. $10 in from 15. Arbitration. And rock profit, $61. Well, I'd say they've got pretty high hopes of Benedetta uh, for this campaign. So you'd think it would be taking care of this lot. What do you think, uh, Warren? Does it just win? She should win, I think. Uh, Luke, I'll be taking numbers 2, 1 and 7 in the last week of the quality. But she's trolled up well. She's proven down the straight. She's got Group 1 aims later on this campaign. And Connections opted to, to dodge the Ori Star first up and, and go to this easier race with the claim. So she should win. We had a one Zach the Boss who was below his best last start, but his overall straight form is really solid. And uh, I think with Blake Shin aboard, he's potentially a blowout, as could be number seven ranking, who ran quite well down the straight first run for the Nick Ryan stable. A nine Pioneer River, his best form's down the straight. Not too sure if he's going as well as that, but he probably had a few things against him, ridden a bit aggressively last start, blinkers off, winkers on here. 2179. Yeah, she'll win Benedetto, the best horse in the race, resuming. Straight can be a tricky course to ride, so don't want too much to go wrong, but Sartorial Splendor running along as it usually does might open the field up and make things a bit easier to beat number seven, Ranting, who had its first go for Nick Ryan, was well-backed. Ran okay, I like where it's drawn, fitter for the run will run well. 13, William Thomas doesn't win out of turn, ran well first up, good trial since, and 16 arbitration. Just respect the stable. Bring let's just bring down the right horses all the time. Two, seven, thirteen, and sixteen. That is the Flemington preview. First meeting with ten races of a Saturday. Let's get best bets for the card. Mark Hunter, what are your thoughts on this meeting? Well, the best Luke will go race seven, number eleven. Cause for concern is the best. The value race two, number seventeen, Detjitsu. And over to Casterton, I think race six, number eight, Team NZ will be very hard to beat. Six, number eight, race six, number eight at Casterton around the grounds. You have a good day, Mark. Thanks for your help. Thanks. Thank you. Warren Huntley, your best for Flemington. At a backable price, Luke, I'll go with race five, number seven, mostly cloudy. I do think race 10, number two, Benedetta, should win the last. She might be a, a second leg of a multi. But the best for me, race five, number seven, mostly cloudy. Thanks for your help, Warren. Pleasure, Luke. Have a great day, mate. Uh, Warren Huntley there joining us. Andrew Hurley. Uh, this is a good meeting at Flemington today. Yeah, it is. It's pretty deep. Um, you know, a couple of those races where it's sort of four or five dollars the field, you're going to find some value there. Uh, but the best back runner is the shorty in the last, and uh, yeah, Punters think it'll be getting the uh, job done. Uh, so you might want to anchor it in multis because you have to wait a while to collect. Blake Shin's the favourite in the Jockeys Challenge today. It's pretty competitive. Three forty. Any other jockey option at four sixty. John McNeil six fifty. Seven fifty for both Craig Williams, Damian Lane, uh, Damian Oliver at eight dollars. We remove pin at nine, and then we go to Daniel Stackhouse at eighteen dollars. Now races today one to six at Rose Hill, Flemington, and Eagle Farm. Your horse runs second or third. You'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Applies to your first fixed odds uh, winner account. There, remember, uh, you win some, you lose more. Head to the gambling helpline for free and confidential information. And so I might uh, just put the kettle on, and I'll be back with you for uh, for behind the gates at a. About half an hour or so. Look forward to it, mate. Uh, by the way, you're sounding better, mate. You, you've come good. Oh, mate. <laughs> 
my health uh, seems to be a topic of discussion uh, ad nauseum. I am feeling better. Still not 100%, but certainly better than what uh, I was during the week. Yeah, three weeks it's taken me. It's terrible. Oh, it is, mate. We've been worried about it. I'm glad to hear you're feeling Thank better, you, though. No, good Thank stuff. You, I really uh, appreciate it. Chat soon, buddy. There's, uh, <laughs> right, buddy. there's Andrew Hurley. Uh, we'll hear him on Behind the Gates a little later in uh, the morning, half an hour or so. Up next, Eagle Farm with Bernadette Cooper. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? A word or two on the big sports breakfast weekend. Excited. Wonderful football. Intensity. Great side. As good as it gets. Pressure. I'm very confident. Rugby league. Joy the game. Legends. Lovely touch. The final say. Pretty cool. You ripper. Sports show. Bit of a shock. Australian team. Very happy. Exceptional player. Fantastic game. Admiring the team. Something really to cheer about. What a good story. Simple as that. Good to talk you, mate. Big sports breakfast weekend. How good are they going? Great show. Listen to you every Sunday. On Radio Tab and Sky Sports Radio. Precocious juvenile finance tycoon was quick to make his mark on the racetrack and is set to do the same at Coringal Stud in 2023. The Group 3 Maribyrn on plate winner at Flemington went on to blitz his rivals in the Boba Showdown at Caulfield and then lead all the way in the Group 3 sedative stakes as a three-year-old. The son of champion sire Ritten Tycoon will stand his second season at stud at a fee of $11,000. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Are you a better, better than your Betsies? With Bet's Friends on the Tab app, you can share your bet and your friends can copy your bet. It's everyone's best bet yet. Share and copy your bets with Bet's Friends on the Tab app today. Tab, we're on. Not available to SA account holders. Available on the Tab app. T's and C's apply. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. You sure are. Good to have you with us. Uh, let's get up to Eagle Farm now. Bernadette Cooper standing by with her full preview. Morning, Bernie. Yes, good morning, Luke. Nice to be joining you. It's a gorgeous day today here in Brisbane, expecting a top of about 23 degrees. And uh, the track should be great today, actually. It's, the rail's out five metres. We had it a soft five until this morning, but it's been playing really, really fair and I think they'll get a great surface again here today. Let's have a look at the card for today at Eagle Farm. First race is a Class 3 plate, and it's over 1,000 metres. Had a particularly tough race, actually, although after the scratching of Hard to Say, I'm really happy to be with the favourite here, Rainbow Connection. Outside of that, it's pretty tough, though. But really, if he brings last, um, last preparations form to Eagle Farm today, and he looks as though he's come back well, he's won a recent trial at Bow Desert. Um, he should be able to win this, I think. So, Rainbow Connection on top. Uh, two, Nashira. She's got an awkward gate to contend with here today, but obviously there's not too many runners. Six, definitely devastating. He's on the way up. He's only second up after a pretty long break. And he did have his chance to win the other day, but he should be fitter this time out. 
and Nord Leon best of the rest. I'm interested in Maximum Vortex to see where he lines up in the mix here also, but eight, two, six, and three. Race two on the card. This is a benchmark 90. It's over 2,200 metres, and I don't know. I'd rather let you pick this race, I think, because it's a pretty difficult one. We've only got about five runners left. Nobody's in great form. Mirren ran second in a class six last time out. Shameless Miss was okay. She's the favourite in the Grafton Cup and at least had run a place prior to that. But I'm reverting back to my old friend Oti Ra here and hope that he can just pull something out of the bag. Um, I'm literally throwing a dart, I feel. So he's on top. The favourite's in for second because she has at least been relatively consistent of late. Shameless Miss. Bartholomew Dale loves the track, but you know, he's always carrying this huge weight, although only beat four lengths last time out at Randwick. And then I left Moober is in there. You could have Moran, uh, Miran, four five one seven. All right, let's move on to race three. This is a better race. This is a cutest three-year-old benchmark. Uh, 70, handicap, over 1,200 metres. Tango Fever is your short price favourite. And to be honest, it's pretty hard seeing this little girl get beat. She resumed with a beautiful win at Eagle Farm and not even really asked much. She just ambled up and rolled away from them in the straight. It was as smooth a win as she'd like to see. Love the fact that she's had three weeks between runs. She draws a good gait. She's got natural speed. Not doesn't have to lead, though. Uh, I think you'll see her win again. Dangers are seven. Um, Tony Gollins, Philly, Omalana. I do think she's progressive. Acres away has been really dominant, winning a couple of races or three races, in fact, in Mackay. So this gelding's a real winner, having won three. He does have to carry the top weight. Kitri is in the mix. And I, I'm watching the market with Allow Me to see if she's improved or they're confident to back her uh, as we get close to jump time. But three, seven, one, and two. Race four on the card. This is a benchmark 85 handicap. It's over a thousand metres. Hold on, honey. Is your favourite? However, I'm going to tip Shamrock Lou. Been a while between drinks, but this is the right race. He was terrific last start behind Rubiquitous. A couple of these horses went around. Miss Charlie's another one that comes out of that race. Um, I think he's just sort of gradually come down a little bit in grade after a few runs in stakes great over the carnival. Dangers are definitely Michelle. I think that was a or Michelle. I think I think it was a PB for him actually at the Sunshine Coast last time out. Back, four wide. Unfortunately she's come up with an awkward barrier again here today. Uh, six, hold on honey. I think he'll look the winner for a long way. Um, I think he's sort of risen up through the grades where it's a little bit tougher now. Um, but what he does get is he gets in beautifully with CJ Graham riding in here today with 52.5 kilos. He's a recent trial winner. There's everything to like about him. It's just can he keep moving through the grades now he hit this level. And then I put the nine in, which is Kachina, who's a consistent galloper before. So four, ten, nine, uh, six, nine. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's move on to the fifth now. This is a Phillies and Mares benchmark. 72 handicap. It's over 1,200 metres. I really like Field Weary here. A number of them, I think five, met last time out. Um, uh, at Doomburn. Um, that was in the intersect race, and I clearly think she was the best run of the race. She does take a bit of a hike in the handicaps here today, but I think she's going to enjoy a lot more room at Eagle Farm. Mature five-year-old. She was just fantastic late the other day. I made her a special, actually. Dangers are Allegretta. 
who I'm not um, familiar with, obviously, being previously a Victorian horse, but has won a trial at Deegan. Eight, Bubba's Bay, who is the favourite, looks really nice to play from the Chris Lee stable. Nine, Deep Rouge, I am a little bit suspect with her running a strong 1,200. However, if the speed is a cracker, that will help her. And the other one you could like there is Amasuba, but five, ten, eight, and three. Race six on the card. This is a Colt Scaling's and Entire Benchmark 72. It's over 1,200 metres. Tony Gollum with the favourite, the Rastro here. I think he was just softened up by a bit of a roughie last time out, and it told on him. He ran second, uh, beaten a lip by Hatchet, who he knows a super competitive Saturday great horse. Um, and the other horse, I think, ran a long last. So I think that was Buggerlugs. So, um, you know, he's got to learn to chill. His, his horse is going to be taking him on as well. So he's not push button, but he should be winning today, I think. So two to beat 13, eight, and I'll put Northern Express in the mix there as well. Two thirteen eight one. Race 7 on the card, and no Metro win handicap. This one's over 1,400 metres. Favourite here is Brentwood. However, I'm going to play a mare from Toowoomba each way here at 15 to 1 now uh, from the Mark Curry stable. So this mare is generally, you know, a mile-plus type mare. However, I just think she's absolutely flying fresh at the moment. So she was great in Toowoomba in a benchmark 70 over unsuitable 1,100. Went back to the trials this week and was super sharp and, you know, they looked like they weren't trying to have much of a trial at all and she was super sharp through the line. So I feel like she's sprinting really, really well uh, this time in and think she could be a danger with 52 on her back to the favourite at $15. So that's hell of a deal. 16 to beat the favourite Brentwood. He's going great. People emotional will be up front doing, it, doing all the bulleting work. And Petunia's always in the mix here as well. So 16, 11, 3, 7. Race 8 on the car. This is an open handicap. It's over 1,400 metres. Better get set. Is your favourite. And just deserves to be also. Uh, however, I'm going the way of Major Artie. who gets a tongue tie on this week. He's got fabulous second up form. He's one for one at the track. And just went a bit quick, probably first up over the 1,400 and blew out late. Uh, so Major Artie on top of, of Better Get Set, Roman Aureus. So strange. He's a local horse, had 40 starts. He's only ever had three starts at Eagle Farm. So I'm tipping Brian thinking that this track surface is going to be more to his liking these days. So he's having another crack, but gets him well with the claim. And seven lasting kids, nine, five, one, and seven. To the lucky last, well... I don't think I've got any hope of picking this winner. <laughs> Can't pick for my notes for this race. I end up settling on Titanium. Redwood Shadow is your favourite, but I don't think it's sort of cut and dry. So Titanium, I think, um, brings some pretty consistent form here. He was beaten by Cronenberg last time out and had nowhere to go at Eagle Farm prior to that and then was a winner prior to that in the 68. So it is 78, so, you know, he's setting it up in the grades a little bit. Uh, but he gets in two of the weights he got today. 56, a very nice weight for him today. So eight to be 10. Uh, we go BAM. She's the most consistent form-wise in this race. Definitely Redwood Shadow. Appreciate the drop back to Queensland grade. And Rejoice. Well, the question is, can he run 14, uh, can he run a mile? Uh, he did run 1,400 
quite strongly last time out, and he is out of that in Costa de Lago Mare. So fingers crossed for Paddy Webster, he can. But 8, 10, 7, and 1 for me in the last. Okay, specials, race 5, number 5, field weary, around the $6 mark. And then my value will be race 7, number 16, hell of a deal. And she's around the $15 mark. Good punting at Eagle Farm today, Luke. Bye-bye. See you, Bernie. Have a great day. Bernadette Cooper there looking at Eagle Farm for us. Let's uh, pivot to Kemble Grange now. Wayne Harris is on the line. Morning, Wayne. Morning, Luke. How are we, bud? Yeah, good. Yourself? Oh, getting there. Right. How's this meeting look? All right, mate. Eight races. Not huge fields, but uh, we've had a bit, little bit of racing on, and uh, I think there's a couple of good things there, but they're going to cut very, very short. That's all right, mate. As long as they win, um, we'll still we'll just bet up. Uh, don't worry about that. Uh, race number one. Benchmark 64 over the 2,000 metres. Full field of eight to run. I'll run through the market here, tab.com.au. On this first race at Kemble Grange, 350 favourite is number three, Vincenzo, and I think he deserves to be off his last start win. Number five, Verbeck, 360. Seven over ice has been back to the trials at five. And number two, Sir Godric, $6, Wayne. Yeah, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but they're the hard to tip in these 2,000 metre races here. Uh, the results always, depending on what speed there is in the race. So if something gets the front and stacks them up, uh, you can get caught getting around that first turn very, very wide and all that type of thing. So, yeah, it's all luck in running. But, okay, in saying all that, I've gone 3, 2, 5 and 7. I'm with Vincenzo. I just was a little bit disappointed with his runs um, up until his win the other day here. But now he's hit form and he beat Deep Voids here at Camden. Deep Voids... Uh, is a winner since. So there's probably decent form. You'd probably agree there. Uh, Sir Godric, he's one jumped out of the ground and was a quaddy killer for me uh, last up in winning here at Kembla. And uh, he wore them down late there and he looked like he was just warming up. So got him there. Now I've got uh, number five, Verbeck. Form's good. I know he only run eight at uh, Rambert last start, but that was a pretty uh, hot field there and he was a very good second over the 2000 before that. And the other one thrown in is over ice. As you say, it had to go back and trial after a pretty disappointing run and beaten favourite Bathurst. But runs before that here were quite OK. Three, two, five, seven. Race number two, and this over a 1,000 metres, a maiden, number one, Capital Heart, uh, $1.35, six, Lady Jazam, four sixty, three, Sunshine at $9. With the scratchings, it's a pretty small field now, and, look, he really should win, shouldn't he, Wayne? Uh, Capital Heart, um, he's got some handy form lines. Um, the race has fallen away a bit. I made him my best for now. He's very, very short, but as you say, he should be winning. Uh, resumes here. He's placed in two most recent trials, and he could have won them both, to be truthful. A couple of gear changes, and he's been gelded since his last preparation. I made him a good thing, but I'm a bit disappointed about the odds there, but what do you do? Might roll him into a couple others through the day. I thought the danger, with the scratchings here, the danger would be number six, Lady Jazam. If there's any, uh, anything in the field that can beat the top tip here, it'll be Lady Jazam. Uh, very good third here at Kembla when resuming in a pretty strong main. Got held up a uh, vital stage, and I thought did very, very well to get home after that. Looked very unlucky then. Did find the line very well and clear. Number three, Sunshine. Uh, hasn't run since April. It's had a little bit of a freshen up. Did run second at Canberra. It's last run when it was very well supported. And the other one put in... Uh, this first starter, number two, attention paid from the coil stable. Four trials and two preps. And has trialled OK on a couple of occasions, one of them being a good second year at Kembla in 800. Giant Candle lit will be pretty hard to beat here in the next race. For me, 1632. 
Yeah, Capital Heart there for Wayne uh, as we go now to race number three, Kim LaGrange, 1,200 metre maiden. And now is $2 here, six pushy, $4. One candle lit for 20 and seven or longer the rest. I've gone with Hanau, uh, four, one, six and ten. Debut run was very, very good at Warwick Farm. Uh, the outside gate didn't do it any any uh, favours there. It was forced to track wide most of the way. I thought, uh, thought he just held his ground pretty well down the straight, uh, beaten uh, about two and a quarter lengths. Coming back to provincial grade here, although it's probably not going to be the strong. Uh, it'll be a quite a strong maiden, although there's a couple of decent scratchings here. Uh, Candle that did everything for win here the other day. Probably hit the lead fairly early there. So uh, I think if it gets a gun run, uh, it's not a bad draw, four or five there. So um, it's been placed in two of the three runs, trained on the track here by the Price Boys. It's a definite danger to my top tip. Then you've got number six, Pushy, a first starter from the Michael Friedman stable. So two recent trials, latest third at Randwick was in a pretty good uh, trial there. I think... Um, uh, a little Millennium Beater and a little Pumper, I think, was placed in it too. So it comes here on the back of those. And it's been gilded to its last prep as well. And I've got number 10, Vancouver's Crown, an 18-star maiden. But, gee, it's never, ever beaten far, and this might be a race that can run into a place. Four, one, six, and ten. Four, one, six, ten. Uh, Wayne has candle lit in for second uh, in his selections. Wayne, I think he just blew out first up. Uh, maybe fitter today. Yeah, definitely right. Definitely right there, mate. Race number four is over 1,200 metres, and it's a maiden. Number four, bright red, $2.30. Um, even went over Nick's head here in the studio. Normally, you're onto those, uh, great man. Number one, Champ de Mars, four forty. Eight, uh, Snoozy, yes, $5. And number seven, Rose Gold, is at nine. Uh, what do you make of this favourite, bright red? I've tipped it on top. I've tipped it a couple of favourites here so far, haven't I? But scratchings have brought uh, chances in quite well for this Piero filly. Uh, she only had the one run uh, back in April, and she did win a recent Rose Hill trial, and I thought she finished off terrific down. She wasn't extended, so I really like that trial. I think uh, the race experience there that she had there um, at her only run at Hawkesbury was quite good. And that was a fairly strong maiden there too. I've got number one in the Sajaba, Champ de Mars. It's had three career runs, coming off a pretty good third at Goulburn last start. Uh, I think it's still learning this mare, and she's got a leash on Barrier 1 and a set of blinkers. They're a very important gear change to most horses. Of the others, I've got number eight there, Scusi. Uh, yes, there's another one from the Waller camp here. He had three in the race, and yeah, he's acceptable with three of them. Um, he runs them. And it's, it's had three trials. Uh, his most recent trial ran on really nicely then, and I thought... It wasn't under pressure either. So there's a couple here that haven't been shown up truthfully in the, in the trials. And the other one thrown in is another first starter, another one from the Friedman camp, uh, Rose Gold, two trials. Got back and run on okay in those trials. Watch the market in this race, I think, Luke. 4187. Beautiful, mate. Hey, I've got mail here in race four. Um, our man uh, Will on the text line chimed in and he goes, Hey, Lukey, got a tip today, Kembler, race four, number one. I've got a small share. Um, hope the better half gives it half a steer today. Well, Will, I can't promise anything, uh, but God give it strength, hey, Wayne? But, Luke, you know, nothing improves a horse 
than an <laughs> Exactly right. Good <laughs> luck to you, Will. Uh, hope it uh, bolts in for you today, mate. Uh, I hope Alicia buys your dinner tonight, mate. Surely something. She'll probably bring home Maccas. Race, <laughs> race number five, 1,400-metre maiden. Mountain Guest, $3.70 favourite here. 10 Canology at four twenty. Eleven 11 Cook Island Girl. I didn't mind its chances here, Wayne. It's at $5. Which way did you go? I went 10, 6, 11 and 1. I've gone with Canology. was a dual acceptor here from the Bortelli camp. Awkward draw this way recently. He hasn't run since April. Been in the races three times for two very good placings and was placed away from uh, on the heavy uh, two runs back. You know, I think it's got a little bit of ability this one. But it'll get a fight. Six Mountain Guest. Not surprised that uh, like we know this mare is a... Because um, it is a... Um, He's a horse that gets over longer ground in a trip, and when you look back at it, it makes you want to tip her. She she ran around and was placed in the um, uh, Adrian Knox, which is a group three, and then ran in the dark, in the Oaks, sorry, and only beat one home there, but she was gone a long way from home. She might have got that trip, but uh, it's trialled quite well coming into this, and she will get further after it, but I think she goes okay fresh. Then of the others, Levin Cook Island Girl, the one you mentioned, it'll, it'll be improved from that um, that uh, debut run at Hawkesbury. I thought it was um, that was a very strong race too. How good dare you won it and it's been a bit of form from out of the race. And then one Alabasi trained on track here by Kerry Parker. Found the line well in both runs. Yet to run a place, but they've been pretty good, um, pretty strong maidens that uh, he's gone around in. 10, 6, 11, 1. Those are the thoughts of Wayne Harris there in race number five, and that's uh, Lachlan Luke's 21st uh, maiden plate. So good on you, Lachlan. 21, Wayne. Uh, Lachlan uh, today. Uh, you were airborne at 21, mate, uh, winning all the big races. I think you were even younger than that when you won the slipper, weren't you? Uh, great memories, mate. They're going back a little bit now, but uh, great memories that you never ever lose. And good luck to him. Hope he has a great day. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, tip him a winner if you see him. Uh, race number I'll six, <laughs> 1,400 metres, a benchmark 64. Uh, three, Oakfield Prince, $3.40. Number four, Scopix at $5. Six, Tango Flame, or Tango Fame, also at 5 And number two, Hemsworth, uh, $8. Six, three, eight, four for me. I'm going to give you one more chance, Tango Fame. Gee, I thought he trialled well uh, before um, coming here the other day. The only thing about him, I was a bit disappointed. He sort of led there and he was a chopping block and he was charging home. And I suppose you've got to give him a little bit of credit. John Van Overmeer's got some nice rides here today. So from barrier one, might just get a nice sit there. So you go with him a bit of value. Uh, the Chris Lee's uh, horse three, Oakfield Prince. Last couple of runs have been very good placings. It's, uh, last one was here at Kembla Grange. First time I had a look at him in the flesh. And I'm sure he's going to run well here. Digger McClellan to ride. I thought number eight, Rosario. Very, very consistent horse, this bloke. He's a nine-year-old Piero. Uh, this young uh, lies. He rides very well with the three kilos. And I think um, it's got to run the race again. It was a terrific run here the other uh, last up behind, uh, back in May it was, behind Angel Light. But he's always very, very consistent. Now the last round ends number four, Scopix. Don't see Dean Murphy from Bathurst coming over too often. I, I know he's always had an opinion of this fellow. And he just missed last start. He might be just starting to hit a little bit of form. Uh, very hard to line up the form with the country, the provincials. I have gone numbers six, three, eight, four. What about race uh, seven, mate? Phillies and mares here. Benchmark 64. Nanji was good winning at the track last start. $2.00. 30. Number one, Zani. Is it $6? Now, um, a number of Kembla types are in this horse. Um, I think, is our man Mick in this uh, particular galloper? 
I got in trouble because I said he was in ownership. He's just a manager, he tells me. Ah. Well, I think he's just hoping, hoping I don't snip him, I think. But... <laughs> Who else is in the horse, mate? Do you know? Uh, yeah, a few of the um, Barbie Lake. Uh, yep. Yeah, of, um, of, uh, now deceased, uh, Mr. Lake. And uh, last ride in the race was for... For Mr. Lake and uh, yeah, good memory, lovely, lovely people. Lovely. People. I, I went this way, 2143. I've gone with Nancy. She was here the other day and she, I thought she was good. She had a um, a mid draw, but she ended up wide. She had a, she, she went around with a very wide uh, trip through the race, but gee, I thought she found plenty down the straight. Given um, given that, she's got to go from a maiden to a bench post 64, which is really hard. But then I was saying in Zani. Gee, she's a consistent mare, this one. She, last trip racing, she had a few little um, issues, but I think uh, she might have just come back a bit more. Um, she, like, she, she can leave, but I think she's better when she's got one to chase. But they'll, they'll find out the finish days too, but I thought Nancy, I'd, I'd make it a good one. Uh, number four, Hitch and Jive. I think she'll be really um, getting very, very close here with the two good runs back from Estelle. Ronnie Quinn's been having a bit of luck down here too. And I thought the other one we're throwing is Sky Diamonds, uh, I think last prep I went down to Keith Dryden and she's pretty adept uh, early on in a prep. Uh, she ran last on the Acton track last start, but uh, I think she can improve on that because the second half form is so, so much better. But Nancy, good thing for me to beat Zani, 2-1-4-3. Beautiful. Uh, the thoughts of Wayne Harris then. Of course, Michael Craig is who I'm uh, referring to, uh, managing owner there in Zani, uh, racing manager down there as well at uh, Kembla Grange uh, as part of the Illawarra Turf Club. Does a great job, uh, doesn't he, very Wayne? Very important man, Luke. Oh, very a very important man. man. Um, he can judge part-time. He can take the <laughs> noms. He can handle the corporate functions. Uh, he can do it all. He's a great mate of mine. Uh, and I'm going to give him up here. When you come on course, you get slipped a set of tips by the Phantom. Oh. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident I know who the Phantom is. Oh, no, don't don't ruin it. Don't ruin it, Wayne. <laughs> the Phantom, he's been flying below the radar for many, many years. Uh, don't give yeah, him up. I'm about to give him up. Oh, give you've him given up. him up. <laughs> He'll be filthy. <laughs> he's one of the best, he's made. He's a great guy. He's a champion. Race number eight, 1,200 metres, uh, benchmark 68. Uh, number four, come on, mate. Speaking of mates, $3.30 up the top. Top five Himalayas, the Himalayas at four forty. One Miss Chaconi is at five and six dollars for number two. Putt for Doe. Quick story: I was in Coffs Harbour uh, for the last couple of days for the Cup. We played Bonville. Uh, my team, myself and Josh Reynolds, we were in a bit of trouble on the last. Uh, the opposing team of Will Davies and Ben Lloyd, uh, they needed uh, a four putt to win from twelve feet down the hill. And, and he five-putted, he five-putted Wayne, our man. So uh, I was victorious. I, f I felt sheepish. Um, haven't seen a five-putt from 12 feet for a while, but um, <laughs> it was the 18th hole and we had a few beers. So uh, maybe right. that was the reason, Wayne. That's all right, mate. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad I didn't play. Oh, you're a bigger name dropper than me. Well, that's who I was there with. Uh, of course, Josh was part of the... Big sports breakfast coverage up there. He did a fantastic job. I think we'll hear more of him too now that he's retired, mate, uh, as part of the, the Sky Racing team, the big sports breakfast team. He's a, a good man and um, knows his sport well, loves his rugby league, of course, and I think our listeners love him too, mate, uh, particularly those listening in the western parts. So if we can hear him on our airwaves uh, a little bit more, I think we'll be all the better for it. Um, 
he's not the greatest golfer, but um, my short shoulders are short, sore from carrying him, uh, Wayne. But uh, we had a lot of fun out there during the week. It was super. Hey, can we send a, just a, a quick cheerio to Jason with him? Yes. He's, um, he's just had a few little dramas lately, and he's not here opening batsman with me today. Um, so, yeah, just send a cheerio. He'll be back very, very soon. Yeah, I'm with uh, a good man, Mike, today. So uh, we'll be um, Vicky Wallace. So we'll get through the day. Dream team today, mate. But yeah, good. All the best to Jace. Um, hope he's back with you soon, there, mate. Down at Kemble Grange. Which way are we going in the last here? I've gone. Scratching's knocked me around a little bit here. Four, ten, two, one. I didn't think I'd ever tip him again. Come on, mate. I've tipped him uh, quite often last preparation. He was good winning first up here, and his next couple of runs have been very, very good. So uh, he's awesome. Get up on the speed. I know he's got an awkward draw, but he'll go forward. And I can't see any real. Uh, speed now with the scratchings out that might um, might bring him undone there. So I'm going with him. I've got number 10 in as the danger, which is Sequana, another one of the Chris Lees camp coming here today. Uh, Australian bloodstock runner. It did run a real bad fifth at Bosford first up from the start. It was slow away and had to do a fair bit of work. And uh, I've got uh, her there as my second choice. Then I've gone to number 10. Oh, sorry, this is my second choice. Then I've gone, I've got scratching still in some of the numbers here, mate. Uh, Putt for Doe. I reckon this last run here was quite good. Never, ever on the track. And, and uh, just kept coming. And I think its best work was late there. Now that I've thrown in one Miss Tricone now with scratching. Hasn't run since January. I'm putting away a pretty good field there at Wyong. And has got very, very uh, good fresh form. Big weight. A little bit of a worry there, I guess. But for me in the last four, ten, two and one. You got a best? I'll make the reality in this short. I went race two, number one, Capital Heart. Maybe run it into race three, number four, Canal. Have a good day, Wayne. Thanks, Jamie. Good There's, luck to everyone. Yeah, good on you, mate. Uh, there's Wayne Harris with the Kembla Grange preview. Eight races there, the first at 12.25. Coming up next on Sky Sports Radio after this break and your traffic is behind the gates. Myself, uh, Luke Marlowe, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley, as always, to go through Rose Hill. We'll take your texts. 0419 767 272. Anything on your mind in regards to Rose Hill or life in general? Any advice for me? Please pass it on on the text line. Um, this text earlier, Luke, you're in Sydney. You go up to Brisbane, not down. So um, I might have said that earlier. That was a few hours ago. I've just opened the text line recently. So, yes, you're right. Um, thank you for that. Uh, I'll patch up on my geography as we continue on this morning's program. Um, Keith was texting in about Glorious Goodwood. He's, um, has anyone been? Barrier 28 in the Coral Stewards Cup tonight. Any opinions? Um, not from me personally, Keith, but hope you're enjoying the coverage of Glorious Goodwood. Um, Mark Hunter tipped the Quaddy uh, last week at the Valley, paid 8000 Thanks to that listener for letting us know. Outstanding from Mark. Uh, by the way, all of Mark's tips today are up on Bet's Friends, and I'll endeavour to get his full set out on Twitter as well. Cheryl from Canberra um, has texted in. G'day, Cheryl. She'll be at Randwick today. Grace of the Styler, get out in the last. Is uh, it a get out in the last? We'll ask the panel very shortly on behind the gates and uh, see what they think. He was stiff last start, wasn't he? Grace of the Styler, that's for sure. Four past ten, and coming up next, it is behind the gates. Firstly, your traffic, and then we'll rip in. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? 
Racing is all about favourites. Sharing a nice bottle of wine with friends is a favourite. But favourites at the races still need to be good value. Just like a bottle of Windy Peak wine from the famous De Bortley stable. Great value and every drop a winner. Here's the traffic. Why wait 14 days? Get a professional tax return with tax tips and get your tax money the same day. Visit taxtips.com.au now. Sydney Harbour Tunnel, a breakdown affecting your northbound. Run the right lanes close, so prepare to merge and slow down. Mossman Spit Road is busy both ways at Parrowy Road near the bridge. And Lilyfield patchy both ways on the city west link at Balmain Road. Right now, Bingley, get a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances. Head in store, shop online at bingley.com.au. Bingley, better living every day. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Bigger, better, Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. Races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Stand by behind the gates. We kick it off right now on Sky Sports Radio. Good to have you listening. Happy Saturday, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. You're fired up for uh, plenty of winners today. And we're about to uh, launch into this program. We will be releasing our four-leg multi. We pick a horse each to run top four, release that. Uh, you, our listeners, get involved, and hopefully we uh, can make Dicko just uh, uh, quiver a little bit, uh, getting another one up. Uh, we missed last week, but keen to bounce back. Let's introduce the panel. I'll say good morning to Brad Davidson, firstly. Uh, Davo, welcome back to Behind the Gates. How's the week been? Yeah, morning, Luke. Morning, everyone. Yeah, look, I, uh, it's been well, thanks. I've got to give a little bit of a serve to you all here at the start now. I know... My multi-leg along with Hills has missed last week, but fair dinkum, you blokes this week. I mean, if, if, if it wasn't for me taking a, a roughie this week, we would have been looking at a dollar oh nine. I mean, <laughs> Hills, he's become the safest bloke in Australia. I reckon he must live with 10 padlocks on the front door, this bloke. I mean, fair dinkum. Hills, morning to you. Oh, morning. Actually, my house is now closed, to be honest with you. I probably shouldn't let that out of the bag. But, um, What's your address? Uh, spare me, Dave. Fair thinking. <laughs> what, you all of a sudden decided to, you know, be a bit brave after doing this for about 18 months and then want to put, uh, put uh, you know, what on me because I've gone a bit conservative. It's all about uh, getting the punters over the line. And I want, you know, this game's all about confidence and we need to get our confidence back. 
last week. Who was the banana queen or something in the last fair dinkum? We were already oh. gone by then, I think. Gee, didn't it go like a bastard? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> yes, anyway. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've got to remind you blokes, we're a team here, fellas. Come on. Yeah, exactly, together. Come on, Davo, we're a team here, mate. Uh, you, you're getting <laughs> stuck into us. Why are you trying to, trying to cause unrest? We're not the poms. I've been thinking not... about this wind-up for the last 20 minutes in the car, guys. <laughs> I've got to... I've got to, I've got to rev you up somehow, but uh, well, no, it's a bit of fun and uh, it is. get home today. I love it, mate. And can we tell the truth? Uh, we've actually got a group chat and we had some fantastic dialogue, I thought, this week. I thought we were oh, breaking new ground, discussing strategy. Um, you were very kind and political. How you said, hey, boys, great stuff with your selections. I, I might try something at a bit of a longer price to fat it up, uh, seeing you guys have found some shorties. You were doing the right thing and you've just gone and ruined it by coming on here and trying to be a hero. Showing us up on air, Dave. I thought we were. Um, I thought we were making steps forward in the right direction. Mate, I'm a show pony. You know that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like those those dogs on Twitter. You know, you bark behind the gate, and as soon as the gate opens, oh, g'day, how are you? You know, they're all all happy, happy. That's so. true. Yeah, I've seen that video on Twitter. That's a classic. <laughs> the two dogs, dead set, going off a, off a, off their heads at each other either side of the fence. Once the gate opens, they just stand there looking at looking at each other. It's gold. Darren yeah. Flindell is with us as always. He's in the broadcast box out there at Rosehill Gardens, ready for a big day of calling. Darren, what about Davo trying to upset the apple cart? Nothing's changed. Good morning. Morning to you. Yeah, well, it was lucky that his tin sookie knocked us out earlier before the Banana Queen saga in the last. <laughs> oh, 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 yes, well played. Actually, I want to I want to address that because I've got a great text here in regards to tin turkey. This one from Adrian. No, tin sookie. Yes, tin sookie. The rename. It's in the works at Racing Australia. Adrian said, morning, fellas. Uh, he starts with giving giving me a rap. Uh, I nearly fell over. I want to give Marlo a rap for steering the ship the last few weeks. Um, I'm not used to that on this program, Adrian, so thank you. Uh, but he says, surely Tin Tukey, or Tin Sookie, as Darren put it, is now immortalised alongside Kettle Hill. What do we think of Argentia, though, in the missile? Stable switch to Joe Pride and some form around handy ones. We'll get to that, Adrian. Great text in regards to Argentia, but do we agree, Darren? Is Tintuki just in the life file for the for the multi? Surely we can't do it to ourselves again. No, I won't, I won't be... Uh, well, I didn't really get involved in it uh, last week, but I was certainly uh, involved in Banana Queen in the last... She was the real... Uh, Real disappointment. The way she just travelled into the race mm. at about the 300 metres, Nash was swinging off, and then the next minute, nothing dropping out. I know. I haven't read this. Was there an issue with it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Just over raced badly, didn't she, early on? Mm. I think she ran a race before the turn. Yeah, good mm. call, Dave. Anyway, that's that's all last week now, isn't it? We won't let that drag us down. I note, uh, yeah, that the disappointment was I had her going in the last leg of the big six for a, for a decent uh, collect Ouch. there. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and the ironic part about it is I've still got the form guide from last week here. I think someone asked me about Anne again. And uh, remember I said I was one mm. page short in my printout of the best bets I and Anne again's name was on that list. <laughs> well, Darren, is there, has there been a repeat this week? What's been chopped off the printer this week? Oh, no, I got the good stuff this week. <laughs> You're full of the, uh, the ink now, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, I tell you, if, if we did get, if Banana Queen did the, the job and ran top four as we all expected in the last, it would have been one of the sickest beats for the multi ever. I mean, that bob of the head for Tim Tookie for fourth, I don't know how it possibly didn't run fourth. It was the worst bob of the head you'll ever see. So I'm kind of glad that Banana Queen didn't, 
didn't run the top four in the end because uh, it would have been the sickest beat we've ever had. Yeah, no doubt about it, Dave. You're spot on. Uh, a few good texts here. Just everyone checking in on Hurls as well, fair. Uh, sure. <laughs> he's turning in good the, form today. Is that Shane from the Shire? He's chimed in, yes. I'll read his yeah. text. Where, where yeah. did I see it from Shane? Uh, he, actually, it was, a, it was pretty funny. I got a laugh out of it, Hurls. He said, good morning, boys. Is Hurls fronting today? He's had more time off than Victor Radley. Can Argentia upset the two favourites today in the missile? So uh, another text about Argentia. But, mate, we, uh, we're just glad that you're on the mend. Uh, you are sounding much better, I've got to say. Thank you. Oh, it's it's, it's been covered. I don't know why my health uh, attracts so much attention. My mates absolutely give it to me. Well, and um, yeah, I, but I look, I've just had a. It's been three weeks. Yeah, I know. Mate, Even I last know. week. Oops, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't have a beer all week. Last night was the first time I've had a beer. You must have been uh, all week. So you know that shows the seriousness of it. The life of hell. Go, Dave. <laughs> He's targeting me a break. Can I offer that you do play up to it a little bit, perhaps? Um, just sort of letting us. I think I'll get up. I'm glad someone said it. Should we get on with it, guys? Uh, let's let's re- get on with it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start with the missile. Two texts already about Argentia, so let's cover off on her first. Uh, Davo, I interviewed Joe Pride alongside Ron Duffersy this morning, and I think Joe's really happy with how she's going. Yeah, look, she's definitely trial well, hasn't she? And we know she's a, a very classy horse on her day. Um, can she upset the the big guns? Oh, I would say probably not. I would suggest maybe she's more that that third, fourth place. That's where I'm sort of thinking that she might fill a, fill a minor pacing. But um, look, I think it's a racing <laughs> too. I do. I think it's a racing broadcast. too. Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, broadcast. Um, <laughs> big parade. Big parade and IME, guys. I think they're the clear two here. I, I can't work out how Golden Mile's so short. I don't know what price it is now. It was $7 this morning. Uh, I think it's a double figures chance here, surely. I mean, its trial was okay without getting carried away. 1,200 short of the best. And I think if James McDonald wasn't on, it's got a it's got a one in front of that name, about $17. So, uh, look, IME's trial particularly well. She's going to tag Big Parade, I would imagine, here and try to have last say. But um, I'm going to go with Big Parade. I do concede the, the long break is the concern. The trial is not the be-all and end-all for me, 20 lengths. They only went about six lengths above what you'd expect for that class of trial. So the others had the handbrake on, there's no doubt about that. So, But he's had the four trials, he's been ready to go for some time, and we know how good Joe Pride is with these older horses. We saw it when he got Eduardo, and we've seen it with so many. Um, I've always thought he was a Group 1 sprinter, this horse, and... He's been very hit and miss in the past, but he looks back and I think it'll be awfully hard to run down at Rosehill. There's the thoughts of Brad, Darren. Um, everything okay via the phone lines there? Any, any yeah, it was uh, the only news. Uh, Brett Preble's a half over on Noble Conqueror in race seven, so um, that was the reason for that uh, intrusion. Uh, race, that's a bit race. rough intrusion. He's only doing his job. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I am. <laughs> I am um, me. Uh, I am me. I think uh, I don't know what to make of this race. To be honest, I've, I've gone with Big Parade on top because I think he'll just jump and, and control the race. Mm. And the and the trials have suggested he's really he's ready to go. Uh, so Big Parade on a track where I've tried to find, like I normally do on these dry tracks, find something that'll be up on the pace and on the fence. So I think Big Parade's going to lead. I am me. And Golden Mile will be railing through. So I went Big Parade on top from Golden Mile, hitting the line late, and then I am me. And 
and I think We Were a Rock will sit handy as well. In regards to Argentia, certainly couldn't pot her uh, work leading up to this. It's been nice and solid, and she's got a, a good enough fresh record. Um, not an easy race. D pause on the quick backup. It found the line quite well last week. Ingratiating. I like the way it was working prior to winning the Group 3 last time at Caulfield, but because of the draw, I decided to, to go against her. And I think Dragonstone's in a great place at the moment. But drawing the outside, he's going to be a bad position in the run. This is a complicated race, but I've got Big Parade on top. What are they backing, Hells? I am me. It's been the best back runner today, dollar-wise. It's holding double what uh, Big Parade is. Uh, then Golden Mile, Brad's uh, sort of potted it, but it's at six fifty now. You could have got $7 this morning, but, yeah, dollar-wise, it's I am me. It's a, you know, initially, I sort of looked at the race and just thought, oh, Big Parade's to lose. But the more I look at it, um, yeah, the more I think uh, that's not exactly the case. I, I just think the $19 and Hugh Brad bagging uh, place betting, but uh, $4 for D4, it's up and running, uh, it's on the quick backup I, I think that might be the value in the race mm. uh, I've got to go back to Davo's points um, in regards to Golden Mile mate, you, you've got a strong opinion there um, I mean 650 at the moment, you think he should be double figures main reason for that, do you just think he's he's not going as well is 1200 too short or is it purely the fact that he's just under the odds with J-Mac on? Yeah, I, I think there's a combination. I think his trials, he was pushed along to win a trial. Um, I didn't think it was anything wow. I think 1,200 short of his best. I think it might be a little bit of J-Mac Saxon. To be honest, I don't know if he's that good. Like, I know he's won a Caulfield Guineas, but it was the weakest Caulfield Guineas you'll ever see in your life. And he's beaten Tom in a sure, but I think he's been a little bit overplayed in his career, personally. Um, he didn't come back at all last preparation, but... Was that him not coming back or was that him just not going on with the job? I, I just don't think he's 100% stamped himself as a, a, a real $6.50 chance in this type of race. And, you know, it's, it's easy to pop these horses. You can you can have egg on your face because they can come back and continue to progress and get better and better. But right now, talking about it, I just don't think he's, he's in that sort of light that he's been held in his career today. Okay. Um, you were a lot calmer last week after you went to the theatre or the musical or whatever it was up there on the Central Coast. Did you not go to one this week, Davo? I went last night again, yeah. I'm back last night, another Beautiful. great chase. So, yes, uh, no, back there to support my lovely wife. Great to hear, mate. Sven from Greenpoint, he texted asking about it last last week. He's wondering how you're going in that new community and are you enjoying it? So it sounds like you are. Oh, mate, just, uh, they do an amazing job. Uh, fantastic show. Get down there. There the you go, Sven. Theater. <laughs> yep, next, next, uh, next two weekends, get down there, 9 to 5. Beautiful, have you got mate. a new circle of friends from the group there? <laughs> I, know, I got lots of friends all over the place, but I don't know many, actually. <laughs> you four don't put your car keys in a bowl there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, i tell you what, four don't get out much, Davo, so I'm loving this um, because typically, you, you know, it takes up a lot of time. I, I understand that as well. I do a lot of form, so it's good to hear, mate, that you're getting out and about. Fantastic. Yeah, look, uh, you do a lot of time doing the forms. So you got to get out and enjoy yourself and see the uh, go, go and see the musical. Good Great, fun. mate. Uh, a couple of texts about the highway this week, guys. Um, a few listeners want to take on this favourite by the sounds of it. Uh, Manny was asking about Amaranth and Mark asking about horse number 10, which is uh, in the highway this week competition. So those two runners to cover off on, Davo, firstly, competition and also Amaranth. And then we've got to discuss this favourite, um, Gee, we haven't seen a dollar eighty chance on a highway for a long time. Ooh. 
That's sure. Yeah, we haven't, have we? Uh, competition going well, but it's got a bad habit of missing the jump, so likely to be a, a fair way off them, and that would be the concern there. Amaranth comes back from 2,800. I, I thought found its right race the other day with a, with a strong tempo up front, hit the line. 10 will, will be strong late here, but, um, yeah, look, I can't get away from the favourite. I can't get it in as short as $1.80, though. I was more around the 210, 220 mark, just because... I think there's a little query on whether to run a strong 1800 metres. Um, yeah, <laughs> some man down, man down. Yeah, definitely got to. Building's collapsing. Got to, <laughs> definitely got to handle the 1800 metres, so that's a little concern with him, but he's clearly got the best form leading into this. Holstein, I think, is the danger, but he draws the car park, so that's definitely going to help horse like Carandana, who can just stuck up from that low draw and be there to present at the right time and uh, yeah clearly the one to beat but a dollar eighty uh bit too short for me. Yeah, I've reluctantly got Burrandana on top. Um, I was looking for other options. Um, and I think Spitfire is a, is a good chance in the race. If Spitfire can get into a good position, I thought his finish was really good at the end of 1,500 metres. He's second up. Going to be breaching peak fitness today. So I think it's up to where Nick Hayward can get Spitfire on the run. I think it's really the value uh, in the race. Competition's last run was good. If the race was at Randwick, I'd be probably quite keen on competition. And Amaranth, uh, rock hard fit Amaranth, and has drawn okay. If Tyler Schiller can hold some type of a spot and not get too far out of his ground on this mare, I think she's a winning chance. Tyler's had success on her before on a highway over this distance, albeit there at Randwick when she came from well back. But Amaranth goes into this as a last start winner, so I've certainly got her on the short list as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holstein's another interesting one. I don't know if he's good enough. On it. Had he not drawn the extreme outside gate, I would have given this more thought to Holstein. Holstein, but this is just a little bit like what Matt done here a few weeks ago uh, with Eagle Mott uh, bringing a, a horse with metropolitan form into a highway, taking advantage of his uh, Bar location, but the draw is going to make it very tricky there for Holstein. Yeah, indeed. Hurls, um, $1.80, is that rock bottom? What's happening? Are they still backing it? Has it dried up? What's doing? Yeah, it's rock bottom now. No two ways about it. But um, I said earlier today, as soon as that market opened on Friday up, uh, Wednesday afternoon, rather, they just uh, went crash bang wallop. It went up to two eighty. Today it's a dollar eighty. We actually got as short as a dollar seventy. It's back to a dollar eighty. You probably believe in the tooth theory if you think you're going to get black figures. But um, yeah, I'd say one eighty, one nineties type of mark. Mm. I think Davo made the right point. It's got to run eighteen hundred metres. I spoke to the trainer this morning, Peter Morgan. He said seems to think it's a 2,000 metre horse so that would give you more confidence but you, as an analyst you you just got to look at the form and make a decision and I couldn't take the price just with that uncertainty about him stretching out, he probably will run it, he probably will run it, he'll probably win, market says that, he's more more likely to win than lose at $1.80 but yeah, I just think he's um, he's pretty short guys on ability, um, yeah I can understand him being short but odds on in a highway. That's uh, that's a, an interesting prospect. Adam wants to know about Regal Pom, guys. He's in race number five, and we will circle back to... Uh, he's not in race five, Regal Pom. I'll find that. We race will. Six. Thanks, Dave. Race six, Regal Pom. We will circle back to the Missile Stakes next as well uh, because we've had some more text filter in about that particular race. But, uh, Darren, I'll give you first bite of the chicken. Can I just here. jump oh, in Yeah, sure you can. Sec. Sorry, mate. Gee, there. Tell you what, they've hammered Watergate $2.40 now. Jeez, it was $3.20 this morning, $2.40. Let me just, um, I haven't seen any like mammoth bets for it, so I'm just looking at the whole. Now, tell you what, 
That is off the back of money. That is holding. Uh, if I get this right, that's uh, only about 75% of the cash. 240. Gee, that's short. Got to be a got to be a syndicate move, guys. Um, to be that short, um, I mean, what's he bounced around this morning after three, nine? Well, yeah. three twenty, three thirty. Yeah, now two forty. I, I like the horse. I mean, it got home for us um, last start uh, for the behind the gates, Molly. But jeez, two forty is a bit rude. Yeah, it is, isn't it, Darren? Very short now. Uh, oh. What it goes. Well, no, I'm just looking. I could have had 4.40 about this on Thursday. You're still, um, you're still being patient, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think I did take one a little bit early. I'll have to go and check what I've done. Uh, I've made this my best of the day, uh, what it goes. I think this will just land in the right spot and uh, and just win again. There was no fluke about the, the win last time. It ran down brood or late. It's, uh, it's trials leading up to its return to racing were very encouraging. And uh, even the longer trip, the 1350, I think is going to be a further plus uh, for him. So I'm really keen he's the best bet of the day. Regal Pom, probably the best um, part for Regal Pom is the fact that he's drawn barrier one and he's going to get a really good run up the fence all of the way. Not sure if he's really Saturday class Regal Pom, but I reckon he can definitely run a place from that draw. But what it goes is my standout. Dave? Yeah, look, I'm, I, I can't get him anywhere near $2.40. I, gee, uh, yeah, that's getting very short about what he goes. I mean, he won last start, but I don't think it was a, that great a race, to be honest. Um, I'm with the I'm with the, or the listener there. I think Regal Pom's the way to play this race. I've made him sort of the each-way play of the, the day. Uh, I can't see him missing a place, and I think he's a terrific winning hope. And I'd have him price shorter than what it goes personally. Um, I thought his first up run last preparation was terrific with a big weight in inferior ground. He was held up and then had to go back to the fence, which was a slow ground on the day. And his trials have been terrific. He can just tag them here. I think what it goes leads to just tag his back. And I think he might be a little bit too strong for him late. So, yeah, look, I think he's the race you can kind of go a few ways. I think King of Naples is going to have fans as well. But look, generally when they do back him, if he starts two dollars forty, that's saying he's a genuine two dollar forty chance. But I think he might be a little bit soft here late. I mean, yeah, what a goes. Uh, you know, before last start, he did sit midweeker, um, and he's come out and won one race, and everyone wants to take two dollars forty in town. It seems to be a little bit overplayed for him. Well, predominantly, Regal Pom's been no better than a, than a midweeker as well. Uh, yeah, one one midweeker at Canterbury. Well, I don't know. Lucky. I remember a year and a half ago, this horse was going around at Nowra at $1.30 and getting beaten. Mm. Then uh, eventually it came good and won a mile race at Wyong and then went back-to-back with a Kembla and did pick up one at uh, Canterbury. But I just don't know if he's... I mean, we're still in winter, so I shouldn't be too hard yeah. on them, but I just don't look at him as a Saturday-class horse. Mm. Well, yeah, so I think, I that think being in the middle of winter is the key, isn't it, at the, at the same time? They probably don't need to have to be the, the strongest Saturday horses at this stage, but, yeah, I just think he's got that upside. He's had the two trials, and he, he's just going to park on them. But, look, I, I think it's three hopes, isn't there? Water goes, King of Naples and, and Regal Palm, and one of those three will win. OK, so w- why not so am I? Maybe. Well, he's got a chance. Yeah, he's, he'd be four pick. Um, yeah. He's just got to take that midway grade to benchmark level, and he's got a big weight in the benchmark. But the good thing with him is he's going to be able to park closer because he's had to get back from the wide gates and did a really good job. But that midway time last time out was pretty soft, so that was my only little with him. In regards to the first, uh, a lot of tactic changes have just come through in bulk here and um, very importantly with the favourite Barandana, the intention is to be further forward. So they've drawn the three... Actually, the drawn barrier two, 
with Burrandana, so further forward. And also Mr Severino and the highway to be ridden further forward and Holstein, who's drawn the outside barrier. They want to go further forward with it. And while we're at it, uh, Kahawati, it'll be ridden further forward. I guess a lot of people probably assume that in any case, but uh, just know Kahawati will be ridden further forward today on the 5th. Beautiful, Darren. Thank you very much for that. Davo, how long would it take you to dial up Jason Collett's strike rate on leaders under $8 and, and sort of return? Because I, he's not known for it, but I love it when he rolls forward. Yeah, look, I don't have it on me at, at the moment, but um, I'm trying to get that at least for next week anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, look, he, yeah, he, that's he, right. he, he's a terrific rider, isn't he? I mean, what's his ride on Chain of Gold the other day from the back at... Uh, was it Wyong or Gosford? I can't remember. I think it was Wyong. Um, gee, it was a terrific ride. And, um, yeah, look, he, as you said, he, he's not normally a renowned front-running rider, but he he, he put, gets there and he just sneaks all those, uh, gets those runs and gives the horse every chance. He's he really kind to them early on. Mm. All right, that's a good uh, run through of race number six. Back we go to the missile because we've got a few more. Oh, by the way, one one more there. Um, Ross from Port on O-Tycoon. Um, just thought the horse was well-weighted. Wanted to know what we think. Quick one on him, guys. David? Not the worst. He, he, he hit the line OK the other day. I expected a little bit more from him, but he gets a, a big, big weight swing on King of Naples from a few starts ago, so he's not the worst. Aaron? Yeah, I had him in a place a ticket in a place multi last week, and he ran fourth, of course. Um, thought he pretty much had every chance with 52 on his back, so... Uh, I, I couldn't be making a winning chance for O Tycoon off what I saw last time. Uh, a couple of uh, other te text messages just about <clears throat> earlier points in the uh, program. Uh, Dan said about Banana Queen last week. It was stated in the, the stewards' report. Nash said uh, Banana Queen raced too keenly early in mid-race, impacting its finishing performance. And old mate from Yamina correctly pointed out that four weeks ago we did have an odds-on shot in the highway. And that was Mogo Magic Gem. Look, I'm glad I'm not calling today, but actually, hang on, I am. <coughs> Worth Park tonight. So oh. I could be in trouble here. <coughs> the voice is going down. I'll be there. there. I'll be there tonight, boys. Yeah. Where? Double shift. Where's Mark Double. Jackson? Where is it? Well, like, where's Mark Jackson? Is it Mark Jackson? He's off at the moment. Matt. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Matt Jackson, he's Matt off Jackson. at the moment. Big problem, mate. So the um, double shift, boys. Oh, there you go. Double shift. Listening to Paul Ambrosoli's voice in that commercial before, well, Paul could probably pop down and do the meeting. <laughs> you get the call up. Hey, I'll ask him when he comes on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go back to that missile. And we've got uh, a text here about rocketing by. Um, he's outside the market. Can he do anything fresh, guys? I, I'm not sure he's quite up to these better horses, Darren, but um, he's got that sort of rating now that this is the grade he's got to run around in. Mm, yeah, that's true. He's rated 104, so there's nowhere to hide for, for rocketing by. Hi, unless they go really mad up front. No, I, I couldn't make a case for rocketing by in this company today. Okay, that's him. Uh, and what about We Will Rock, uh, Debo? Has it got any hope? Uh, sort of maps well there for Tyler Schiller, and I guess the throw at the stumps fit while these, these other horses are fresh. Yeah, look, I guess that's the, the key, isn't it? He's up and going when these others are fresh. But I just think this time of the year, you get that little bit better quality come back and, and it might just show. But it wouldn't totally shock me if he was there somewhere in the finish, rocketing by the type of horse as well. But he's a bit hit and miss. But if you find him on his day, we saw him, of course, in the Sydney States, what he can do there. So I oh, just whether he can do that fresh. But is there any money for either of those, Peter? I mean, Andrew Hill? What was that, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> was it any money for either of those, Peter Hur Andrew Hurley? 
Andrew Peterhurley. Uh, no, not really. No, neither. That one's yeah. gone over my head, boys. Oh. Oh, he just called Matt Jackson. Mark Jackson. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, oh, very, gotcha. Very, yeah. Very good, uh, come on, Luke. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not bad for you, Dave. That's not bad. Thank you. Thank you. Good, good. Okay, let's move on. Uh, no more dad jokes, boys. Uh, back we go to the middle of the program in race number four. Uh, text here about Dakota Vroom. Uh, hey, guys, now that Kangaroo Court's gone elsewhere, I'm scratching my head here. Can Dakota Vroom bounce back, Dave? That, t- that form has been a little bit <coughs> suspect. That's the time to boogie race. I think Tintuki's come out of that and not performed up to market expectations since. So what are we doing with that form line and, more specifically, this uh, mare? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting race, isn't it? And I think a race that you could take plenty of different angles. I'm not sure what to do with Dakota Vroom, to be honest. I know some good judges making a really good case for this horse to bounce back um, after the, the bit of a plane run the other day, but it was a bit of a sit and sprint, so... Uh, you could be forgiving. The win prior to that was good, but I don't think it's beat a great deal either. So I think we learn a bit more about this horse today. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit on the fence with that one, to be honest with you. Okay. Darren, I ended up going with her on. Yeah. No, go, Darren. Go. I went with her on top. The, the draw was a big factor, drawn the one. And when she did win the maiden first up at Warwick Farm, she was right up on the speed with McAvoy aboard. So I reckon he'll be using this inside gate and have her in the leading division. Probably third the fence or leaders back, uh, Dakota Vroom. So I think she's a chance. I think Ramones will lead for a long way and should go in your Quinellas here. Uh, gave a really good sight having worked... Uh, to lead there at Canterbury last time out, but you know the kangaroo courts uh, out there. I think uh, the cut of room just maps really well. Hmm. Going to the, sorry, no, I was just saying it's going to the Forbes Cup. I think that uh, kangaroo court tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's two dollar twenty favourite at the moment. Um, what I can tell you is that Nana's wish. Gee, it's uh, it's been back today. Dollar wise, look, it's only five dollars into four eighty, but we went up eleven dollars on Wednesday afternoon. Now, Kangaroo Court, 18 by 15, and just one cent to win for four victory. But that has been very, very well backed. Uh, Ramones, as you said, it's likely to go forward again. We're just taking a 1000 at $11 on it. But, uh, yeah, Nana's Wish, uh, very well supported at dollar-wise. But uh, Dakota Vroom is the favourite, 480 to $4 at this stage. Great stuff. Uh, thanks for that, Hills. Um, text here from Docs. Uh, morning, Marlo. Can I get the boys' thoughts on the midway? I like Espresso. He loves being first up. Distance is a tick. And I think that 950 is over the odds. He's got to be 950 because of the barrier. That is the worry. But I feel Nathan wouldn't run him from that gate if he didn't think he was a chance with that first up record. Uh, Davo, any take on Espresso in this midway today? Yeah, look, Nathan Doyle's a terrific trainer and he gets his horses ready fresh. He had this horse ready to go for a little while and made the right call by not running it in the midway over 1,200 a few weeks ago because that wouldn't have been the race. This is an 1,100-metre horse. He waited, he's been patient, and he would have been filthy with that barrier draw because if you if you drew a gate, you'd be really confident that he's right there in the finish. The gate's the concern, but if he gets any luck, he's got to be there for sure, right? I thought there was a good value play here. Spoiler alert will be my uh, selection for the, the multi coming up. It's Ningaloo Star, uh, really taken by two trials this time in. She only had the one trial leading into last preparation and, and failed fresh, but I think the two this time is going to hold her in a lot better stead, and she just draws a, a lovely gate to sit off this, what should be a strong speed, even with the scratchings. I think they'll roll along here. She can be midfield, in the running line, getting to the, the middle of the track. She did beat Demiana last prep, which reads pretty well for a midway as well. And 
I just think she's come back really well this preparation and she's going to love this hot tempo and, and sprint hard later. I thought she was the, the value player of the day, albeit they went up $19, take away about 25 cents of deductions. Um, but yeah, she's getting in short enough now, no doubt. Well, after scratchings, we're down to 11 runners and Espresso is the one that's drawn right on the outside here. Um, initially, because of the draw, that's why I didn't put him in the numbers, but I thought his trial behind a hard to say was good enough that if things pan out right, he could be one of the, the winning chances in the race. And with the booking of Adam Hieronymus, um, you know this will be pressing on uh, from the wide draw. We've lost a couple of the speed horses, Oxford Vision not running and Boss is out as well, so he might well get across Espresso. If he does, he, he'd be one of the chances. Uh, this was a really tough race for mine. I've gone with Undivided. I I gave it a bit of a chance on debut there at Warwick Farm and it and NCAP obviously should have won the race there that day, but uh, Michael Freeman electing to run it in this race I thought it was interesting. I, I think there's upside with Undivided and right down the bottom Oakfield Mahogany has been racing quite well. And I thought just in these early races in particular, I want to be something on the fence. And I think Oakfield Mahogany's got enough speed that it'll hold a very forward spot. It'd be no worse than three back the fence. And um, actually, the other one I was looking at, Scratch, it's going to run at Hawkesbury, I think. Glacier Queen. Uh, so forget her. Um, yeah, undivided Oakfield Mahogany. And if Espresso gets a cross chance, yeah, Ningaloo Star's trials have been really good. Yeah, with a bit of luck, Ningaloo Star could be in the finish. And obviously, Brad's picked for the multi today. And that's going to put a bit of value into it. Yeah, so he I says. I hope. So he says. What? He's been crying about it. <laughs> uh, what about uh, from our perspective at tab.com.au, Hurls? Is there uh, a horse in particular that the punters have singled out here? We know that the market changed a lot when uh, Dancing Alone came out. Yeah, Ningaloo Star, um, we did go up as much as 23 for it. Um, yeah, look, it's typical wide open race. Undivided, there was there was money for it early. Um, just looking, I'll give you the most up-to-date figures today. Um, yeah, it's not a race that jumping out of trees to back anything. Probably, yeah, well, Undivided would be the best back runner in front of Super Bright, but I'll play the fifth with that race. I couldn't touch it. Okay, played the fifth, yeah. Fair enough. Not America, this. <laughs> can we do that in Australia? Can you do that in I Australia? I think you can. can, you? I, think you can. I don't think you can, can you? Uh, uh, my man in here is shaking his head in the studio. Um, but that's always a beauty. It's always a give up. Did you rob this bank, sir, in America? No, I played the fifth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not answering. That sort of answers it anyway, right, Darren? Well, in Australia, they just say, I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> Well, the other one is to say, yeah, deny, deny, deny. They're the other three words. It's like if your mate asks you, um, oh, you had a bet in this race, boys? Oh, I played the fifth. No. <laughs> of course I have. Uh, let's uh, have a look now at another race on the program. Brad Davidson, I want to throw it over to you. Is there a, a race in particular you'd be keen on unpacking for us this morning? Um, you've had a strong opinion on the missile stakes and a horse in the market there, Golden Mile. Any other strong Davo opinions? on this Rose Hill Gardens card? Not really, to be honest, though. It's one of those days, uh, I, I must admit, I think I found the last couple of weekends in Sydney terribly hard. I just think that time of year, I mean, it's good to have the group racing back today with the missile stakes, but a lot of the other races still, they're, they're 4 or $5 the field and and sort of 4 or 5 hopes and not a great deal between them. So they're, they're hard races to, to find edges on, in, in my opinion, so it makes it a, a bit tricky, um, but... 
yeah, there's not really a, another big opinion, so I'll, I'll throw it back to the listeners and see what they want to they want to chat about. Yeah, perfect, mate. Well, uh, flick, us, flick us a text uh, if there is anything on your mind. We had a further two follow-ups in regards to that highway about a couple of other runners. Uh, Mr Severino and Spitfire uh, were the two that a listener identified, Darren. Um, did you give either of those a shout? Uh, that one was oh, from right. Hog earlier. I thought we'd put the highway back in the filing cabinet. Sorry to do it Darren. <laughs> right, I have to open it again. <laughs> He's even got the sound uh, effects. Yeah, got the, yeah, that was easily done. Um, Spitfire, I think, with the right run is a tremendous chance. Whilst I have tipped Burundana on top, I'll have a little bit on Spitfire because of the price that it's going out at. And um, Mr Severino was announced it's going further forward. Uh, no, no, not interested in him, I'm afraid. But Spitfire, I think, with the right run, could be a winning chance. Davo? Yeah, Spitfire is the right type of grade for him to, to be competitive on his day. I wouldn't knock him at odds. And Mr Severino, well, he was good in a, in a highway going back last preparation. I think it was here at Rose Hill as well. So he got some form and he had that uh, that little fitness run last time out. He was back to 1,000 metres off a, a sort of, um, you know, back majorly in distance that day and actually hit the line really well. So... I think that uh, brings him on fitness-wise. It gets him ready for this. And I wouldn't surprise me at all to see him jump out of the ground here because he's got some good highway form. All right, uh, another highway question for Darren. No, just kidding, Darren. No, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook. No, I've locked, I've locked the cabinet now. <laughs> Cabinet's shut, is it? No more highway talk, Okay, please. okay, moving on. Uh, let's um, let's get to this text here. Ross from Port chimes in again. He says, hey, boys, uh, Bonnie Ezra uh, was a very quiet run last time and now has J-Mac. Looks a good chance. Uh, another question here from Honky in regards to Bonnie Ezra. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Um, must be the wrong radio station, Honky, I think, if you're referring to us as gentlemen. But anyway, I'll read it anyhow. Uh, Bonnie Ezra or Bulb Mac, I want to back one of them. Um, Davo, could Honky back both in that race, Bonnie Ezra and Bulb Mac, or what's the best way to play it? Well, if you want to take a stand against a favourite, it's an easy race to have a spec at a couple like that at odds. I think they're both really good chances. Bonnie Ezra's had the flashing light on that both runs get the, the key jockey booking today. And and I would have loved 2,000 metres for him. That's the only little niggle I had. I probably think 2,000 is his sweet spot, so an extra furlong would have been great. But he's got a chance. Bold Max always in these types of races. He's got a good record at Rose Hill. Got the the right run last time out, but won nicely all the same. Walker Park, I don't know what to do with him because I always say that there's not a great deal of difference in these middle distance ranks between your benchmark horses and your, your listed to sort of group three style of, of race. So I think he's actually well in with, with no weight on his back here. It's the 2400 back to 1800, that's the concern. Sure, he's a month between runs, but it's still never easy to come back 600 metres and it's not the, the style of bet I go looking for. So I've got him on top, but I can't really get come into him at the short eyes just because of that reason. But I think there's a... Look, you know when you look at a pick-up a form guide, you pick up a race and you do it and you go, gee, I'd love this horse just if it drew a gate and it's drawn the outside and he's going to be back last. So you kind of go, oh, and it leaves you a bit flat. But if Raging Bull had drawn barrier four to eight, gee, I would have been confident. I would have made him the roughie of the day by mile. He, I still think he run really well. I mean... First up at the track in distance, two preps ago, we won and produced a figure that is probably goes close to making him top pick here. Um, and then first up last preparation, he, he just 1,400 is way too short. So lovely trial. It's just a gate. He's going to be a long way off them. But I think he'll storm home here. And at 
30s, 40 to 1. Throw him in your quaddy. I think he's a, a really good roughie, even, even with that wide gate. I was looking at um, ways that maybe the favourite could get beaten here, Faulkner Park, and which way I'd go. Um, military Mission will be in a good spot. Calipore's trial, he's drawn the fence, was was all right, I guess, at, at Gosford. And Bob Mack goes in as the last uh, winner. Uh, so for a man that wants to back both of them, just know too, if you're watching on TV, they're both in the same colour. So Bonnie Ezra's got the blue cap and Bold Mack will have the white. Oh. Mark's... Mark Schnell's going to lead for a long way. So if it's leader mad here, Mark Schnell comes right into play. But I can't go past Faulkner Park because he's done nothing wrong. Mm. He, he, winners win. He's, he won his last race in Ireland before coming here. He's four out of four in Australia. And until uh, there's any cracks in the concrete there, I, I've got to stick with Faulkner Park. What are they doing with him, Matt Hells? Are they, are they still keen to be on Faulkner Park? Oh, I think he might start going the other way. Yeah, yeah. No, he almost had to. It was $2.25 this morning. Now, two, they bottomed out $2. Now getting the best price for bet all day, two forty. They absolutely launched into it on Wednesday afternoon. It was the best back runner on the card, early doors. But the money has come from Bonnie Ezra today. In fact, it's holding uh, dollar-wise today more money than Faulkner Park, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, you look at 8 into $6.50, Bonnie Ezra. Yeah, it's just been a while between drinks. It's yeah, it's one of those races. Oh look, I'll, I'll, and we'll reveal the multi in just a moment. I've gone Faulkner Park. I just think with the postage stamp on it, you can see what um, what Brad's saying in terms of dropping back in distance, but uh, confident to run top four. But would I want to be backing at two forty straight out in my own wallet? Probably not. Mm. Uh, good chat uh, around that race. I think it's a super interesting favourite today, Faulkner Park. Could just be better than them, better than them and, and win again, um, but certainly has a few hurdles to overcome. Now, guys, we will uh, open our multi for this week. Uh, Andrew Hurley, um, should we run through them individually or do you want to just read out our legs this week? Well, you're running the show, mate. What would you like to do? Uh, you know what? Let's toss a coin. Heads, heads, I'll read them. Tails, you read them. Up it goes. Heads. You read the hell. <laughs> Ningaloo star for Brad in race two, number seven. Wadigo for Darren, race six, number six. Time to boogie for Luke, race seven, number seven. And we're coming home with Faulkner Park, race nine, at number 11. That is now open. We're giving you a dividend of $4 today, and the maximum bet is $50. So that will go very quickly. You'll find it under sports and today's offers, as far as uh, the website is concerned, and racing and racing offers on the tab app so get involved quickly if you're keen to because it will go very quickly and it is open now four dollars maximum bet fifty dollars give it strength oh, four dollars a bit better than the dollar 28 it would have been with you three blokes so that'll do <laughs> sit down Davo. yeah sit down Davo. um why don't we punt Davo next week and then get someone else on uh, part of this program uh, you might get a demotion if you keep going like this Davo. well i will tell you in the old group chat yesterday hills is starting to tell me not, not to pick certain races. I thought, gee, I might have to, uh, I might have to get on well, the bench for a little while now. <laughs> well, did we, did we, or did we not say to steer clear of highways? Yeah, we've made that rule now, and we're going to. Not highway. Uh, yeah. What was it? It was race number two. No, it was the midway. That race. Yeah, no, well, we stay away from midways as well. I think. Melody again got into top four for us a few weeks ago, yeah, and so we are actually off a successful yeah. highway bid. Um, but I, I think the general consensus is that. 
They're fraught with danger at times, gentlemen. Well, we've got Nicholas Star, and geez, won't we hear about it if it uh, runs top four? 100%. Guys, I'm feeling good about this multi this week. I mean, uh, talking about my leg, time to boogie, I think it'll be winning. Um, so, punters, make sure you have something on it as well. I just think he's going to go forward. I expect this track to be no disadvantage to be on the speed, and he just showed that late strength at 1,200 metres last start, which I'm, I'm looking for. Do you have any lead for me, Hurls, when I should have a bet here with time to boogie? Is he starting to soften up a little bit? Should I should I get on soon? Um, any thoughts on that in race seven? Yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, let's have a look. We've got Brunel there. Yeah, well, 270, 280, back to 270 time to boogie now. So, Legio 10's at 320. Yeah, you're probably not going to, you know, could the market flip there? Possibly. Um, let me just have a look to see dollar-wise what they're doing today. And... Yeah, it's clearly the best backed runner in the race. Although, having said that, uh, Tristate, which we mentioned earlier this morning, I think Duff's got it on top too. Um, it's been the subject of good support. Holds about 50% less than the favourite, but uh, $9 at the moment, they're keeping it very, very safe. Yeah, love it, mate. Um, guys, any thoughts on this particular race? Uh, Davo, I, mm. I'm quite keen on time to boogie today. Yeah, I don't know what to do with him um, because... You know, I'm a big ratings man, and the last win rated five lengths better than he's ever gone in his career, and it was just a whole new level than what he showed before. Like, I was on him two starts ago and thought he got the job done nicely, but I thought 1,000-metre horse, not 1,200. I was against him last time, and he showed 1,200 was no issue, but if that was at home, is he able to reproduce that? If he reproduces that, he wins again and wins comfortably, but generally when they go that sort of four or five lengths better on the ratings than they've ever gone, they'll come back. It's just how far they come back. He's got, he's got room to come back a little bit off that performance for sure. So I can, I can see I've got him on top, but I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, not sure what the market will do with him and not sure what he'll do either. So when you say, when you say, you, you know, what, what's it going to be fourth up today, why would you suggest... Are you suggesting that it's going to regress? Yeah, well, it should do, yeah. I mean, you know, if, but, if they but, go five but lengths... Why? And I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually not being a smarty here. Why do you suggest that? Well, I mean, there's a, in any certain race, horses can can go anywhere between probably... Say, say this is their ability to a certain mark. They can go yep. anywhere between maybe two lengths better than that ability and two to three lengths worse than that ability unless there's a problem and they, they tail off. So on any given day, a horse has got probably four to five length range where they can actually run depending on what happens, depending on how they feel, depending on if they overrace and, and all those sort of things, depending on if they're towards the end of the prep or maybe a flat second up or whatever it is. So for me, he's gone to the, the absolute limit of overachieving. So it's a case of, OK, where do, you, where do you rate him next time? So you're probably going to bring him back two lengths. Is that still good enough to win the race? Probably, for sure. Um, but, you know, it's hard as well. With these lightly raced horses, sometimes they can keep on going. But generally speaking, when they go that much better, one run to the next, they'll, they've got to come back a bit. Because it's like you, right? It's like, it's like, well, it's like anyone. Go, go play a game of cricket. You might not average 50. You might hit 150 one week. doesn't mean you're going to hit 150 again the next week. You're probably going to go back to your, back to your means. You might get out for a duck or you might get your, your normal average of 50. But the likelihood of getting another 150 is extremely unlikely. Good commentary. Well, in, uh -huh. in regards to this race, I want to throw another name in the equation here. I'm not sure 
if it's going to be sharp enough for the distance today, but it's going to go a lot better than its form suggests, is Fujita San, mm. uh, the Hawks horse. This trialled really well here, just the one trial, over 900 metres. And to the eye, it was very impressive. Zach Lloyd rode in that trial, and he's on here in race day. But he's been gelded, and I think we're going to see a vastly improved horse. And if these leaders burn a bit, time to boogie. If uh, Amy McLucas on Brudenell just decides to kick up a bit and make time to boogie work a bit hard, and they go along at a strong pace, I think Fajita San might be the one that benefits from that and could sweep late. Yeah, yeah I know Brad Gray was uh, was sort of suggesting the same thing this morning. It's been pretty steady to 6.50 to 7, back to 6.50. Actually, we peaked at 7.50 and we did take a bet of 2,500 each way at 6.50 around about half past nine this morning. Mm. Thanks for that, Hills. Uh, yeah, interesting race. I think he will hold his place in the market, if not ease a bit, guys, is my personal opinion in regards to time to boogie. The main reason is he's got to do something different today. Last start, he led and controlled on the fence. I think he's likely going to have to sit outside Brudenell and win uh, today. I, I think that he can do that, but I think for that reason, where he maps, that um, yeah, he won't he won't shorten right up. Spitfire, Spitfire, intention to be further forward. I think that's the, the fourth announcement now of horses to go further forward in the highway. Oh, I thought you were back in the cabinet and you're telling us these <laughs> tactics notifications. <laughs> I thought you'd shut the cabinet. <laughs> Has that changed your analysis of the race, Darren? Uh, well, I, I think I'll just stick with the original script. I, I'm going to have a small bet on Spitfire. Mm. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that just... I might have a, a little bit... I might upgrade the small bet to a medium bet. Oh, look out. <laughs> Love it. Um, I don't want to knock my bank off, though, for the big six today and one at Kembla. Yes, exactly. A couple more texts here, guys. DC, hey, Luke, love the show. No real thoughts today. Just thought I would text and wish Hells all the best, which is great. Uh, good on you, DC. Um, also, I enjoy the keys in the bowl comment from Darren regarding Davo's newfound community. <laughs> I might see you there soon, Davo. That's from DC. Uh, boys, <laughs> I have two horses today. Uh, race 8, number one, Golden Mile. What do you think? Uh, this from Michelle in Dubbo. I think Davo's against it, Michelle. The rest of the panel is sort of neutral or uh, respecting him. And the other horse is race nine, number four, Military Mission. Uh, we've spoken about that race a little bit. Uh, military Mission, Darren, does it fit in here? I think he might want a little bit further than the 1800. Yeah, I think this will be a prep run for him, but he does... Um, has a... I think he has the pace that he could probably settle a position not too far off the leaders, but the the distance does worry me a little bit with military mission. But I'm sure he'll run well because uh, there's not a whole lot of speed there, and I'm sure Rachel King will push him forward. Yep. And Spen wanted to know, Davo, uh, Luke, what does Davo advise as a good amount of sleep uh, for a horse before race day? Is eight hours good or standard? Or... <laughs> Great question. <laughs> How much sleep does a horse need, Davo? I have absolutely zero idea. I can tell you a form analyst needs about eight hours, mate. If you okay. can get eight hours, I think you'd be happy. But, Darren, I want to know what, uh, what's the horse at Kimberley. You can't tease like that and then, uh, and then not yeah. uh, give the listeners a... A little, a little uh, insight. Uh, the Himalayas? Yes. No, it's in race four. The Pushy? Uh, no, that's in another race. Yeah. I think Pushy's in race three. Um, Scoozy, yes. Chris Waller's, Chris Waller's filly. Um, 
they've just been burying this in trials. Oh. Uh, in three trials. And they've nominated for a few races along the way. And it sort of got me in when you go in and get a nice price early and get to race day. Once again, the 729 scratching. Mm. Well, today they pulled the trigger and uh, I was very slow off the mark. I see, I think Tab went up $21 about this uh, initially. But she's been very well backed as well. But I think they're just... They've been burying her and obviously a few people have been watching her with the amount of support there's been in the last 24 hours. Yes, indeed. Um, good stuff, Darren. Love that uh, little bit of out wide mail at Campbell mm. Grange today. Uh, I know you only go there once a year, but good that you at least look at the form. <laughs> Lads. In... No, during during COVID, I got there a lot. Oh, yes, true that, true that. <laughs> Lads, in the last, yeah. I'm all victorious. I want your mm. thoughts. Um, it looks the one for me. Okay, from that listener in the last. Uh, Brad, any take there? Uh, got to be a chance. Just had to work too hard there second up, and, and that's told uh, you know, the last 200 metres of the race, as it often does, and they've got to work early. So third up today, low draw, no weight. I can definitely see uh, being right in the finish, particularly if Priscilla Styler doesn't get any luck from that draw. I think he's the one to beat again, but he's been uh, a bit costly, although it wasn't, his, it wasn't his fault last time out. He never got a crack at him until the 100 and then finished off really well. So uh, Priscilla Styler on top for me despite the draw, but uh, his second pick for me, Emma Victorious, and goes in, goes in quaddies for sure. That's um, that's a really interesting betting race, actually. Priscilla style of betting at 3.30. I, I take what you say too, Brad. It was unlucky last start, but it just seems to find that um, sort of situation all the time. Aima Victorious is the best back runner in that race, clearly. Uh, it's holding about 50% more than what um, than what Grisilla Styler is and I suspect 3.30 you're going to get better uh, for Grisilla Styler. I mean, I'm all victorious well if you shopped early you could have got $12. It's $5 into four sixty today. Kangaroo Court of course comes out but yeah that's been the best back runner in, in the um, in the last there what is a pretty strong betting race actually the last. Looking at the at the pace and the race, there's not much of it. I think a more victorious just gets the lead all on its own there off this inside gate with that light weight. In contrast, mm. Grasso Listyla, where's he going to end up? Um, he's starting to worry me. I know he's been beaten a few times and it hasn't been his fault, but he hasn't won in 512 days. He's had 17 starts for two wins and four placings, and he's drawn the outside barrier. Um, I won't be putting myself through the pain of backing a horse that's probably going to map poorly. Um, I'm going to give Space Tracker a bit of a chance here. I think uh, now it's, it's obviously fully fit. I was a bit disappointed its first Australian start. I thought that with the run it had, it was going to win, and it didn't. Then it went close against a tractable at its next run. Um, but I, I'm sort of anti-grassless style, and I was looking for other options, so I went with Space Tracker, but I've rated a more victorious... In fact, the more I look at it now, I should have almost had this on top. And the other one I'll be considering for the quaddy is Taj Need, stepping up to 1,500 metres now. was tried in a couple of high-level races in Melbourne in her first preparation. Uh, flopped when resuming. First run was adequate. Thought Tarzani might be a little one out wide to look at for the quaddy. It's been specced as well. It's been $11 into $8 today. Okay, so a bit of money for it, Darren. I, I just think there's probably a lot of people out there thinking, I, I, I can't do it to myself with Grassless style. Or what are the other hopes? Yeah, I, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> it's been one of those. Gee, it's been a torturous prep for Grassler style. No fault of his own. He's he's just been stiff, um, hasn't he? But uh, another text from a listener who owns a share in Kings Air. Hey, guys, any hope? Uh, Kings Air quickly, Dovo. Has it got any chance? 
Well, he, he, he's tried well leading into this prep, and on his day, he's a, he's a Sunday horse. There's no doubt about that. So I, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't rule him out in this in this stage of or this style of race. He can definitely improve second up. A really good second up stable as well. They often improve sharply second up. I'll wrap it up with this, guys. Um, on average, most horses spend five to seven hours of a 29, 24-hour period sleeping. It is generally accepted that horses spend approximately 15% of their total sleep time in REM sleep, which is rapid eye rapid movement eye sleep, movement. guys. Yes, mm. they, uh, the uh, rapid eye movement is um, a bit of an, uh, a phenomenon, isn't it? Uh, the eyes are moving rapidly in a range of directions but don't send any visual signals. So there you go, Darren. Uh, five to seven hours every 24 hours for a horse is uh, your standard sleep. But I'd rather be a koala. They sleep for 20 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> 20? <laughs> Koalas can sleep for up to 20 hours a day due to their low energy diet and the intense amount of energy required to break down toxic leaves. Koalas are mostly active at night. That means nocturnal loop and around dawn and dusk. <laughs> Great stuff. We see we solve all the big problems here on Behind the Gates, boys. That, that sounded like that sounded like an ad. Come visit the koala sanctuary. It's, uh, well, what would you rather be, Davo? Koala or a horse? Well, I'm just trying to sign into my Fitbit. It won't let me in to tell you how much REM I got last night because I've just this. Uh, I got Kelsey's old Fitbit, so I've been uh, I've been uh, excited by that. Actually, it's been a uh, good thing. I'm trying to find out how much REM I got last night. I think it was about ten or fifteen percent. So there you go. But uh, yeah, it's on the it's on the app and. Yeah, it's just outstanding. Oh, enjoy. Got to get my 10,000 uh, steps for the day. Multi still open, guys. So uh, race 2, number 7, Ningaloo Star. Race 6, number 6, Water Goes. Race 7, number 7, Time to Boogie. And race 9, number 11, Faulkner Park. It'll close very shortly. And you'll find it under sports and today's offers on the TAB website. Or if you go to the best in the business, which is the TAB app. And it's racing and racing offers. Beautiful. $4, maximum 50 Awesome. I thought when you were going about REM, we are talking about the band. <laughs> Anyhow, let's just hope uh, that we're not... Uh, what was one of their songs that everybody hurts? Let's yeah. hope that's not us today. Hopefully no pain. What's your best, Darren, as uh, you say goodbye to us? Yeah, what he goes. Um, price has obviously gone now in race six. It's not a quaddy leg, but uh, there's 100K well, it's in the it's back big out six the today. Uh, sorry, Darren, to interrupt, mate. It's oh, here we the... go. No, nah, it's back out the 340. Now, I don't know if yes, it's a here we go. error or whatever. Here we go. There's no one in the world <laughs> at 240. Uh, uh, has anyone, yes. has anyone been yes. set at the error. 240? Anyone been set at the 240? <laughs> You'd be sick. Not a system error. It's, it's modern-day bookmaking, and the, the what has become. Oh, that's it a is absolutely ridiculous. It's just yeah, there's a bit of this going on. 240, now 340. Oh, I mm. want to know, Hurls, who's getting in trouble, though, at uh, at the tab this week because somebody on uh, Thursday night, race 10 at Flemington, uh, Benedetta was $1.90, and all of a sudden, for about 20 minutes there on Thursday night, it went $1.90, $6, $6.50, and what? then back to back to $1.90. Oh, jeez. So, well, there's obviously a, a system error there. At the, at the wheel, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. They do have alerts when things like that do happen, but I can tell you there's been a couple of... Over the years, there's been um, a couple of errors. Probably the most significant one in the last um, 12 months was bat out of hell up at Wyong one day. Were you calling that day, Luke? Yeah, I think you were. Remember? Can't recall. Because Gary Harley was on Can't track. Recall. No. And he reckons the, the celebrations, I'm pretty sure you were calling as well, 
Whereas if the blokes had won the Everest, because uh, there was a system error. Oh, that's right. The guys got on at 100 to 1. Bat out of hell, that's right. Yep. They were going uh, off, I remember. But I can it. tell you, if uh, there's ever a mistake made, uh, we still pay out. I think that ben Benedetta looks the best bet in the country today. Boys, I've got to leave it there. Thank you so much for being a part of Behind the Gates. I'll leave you with this final text from Leighton at Manly. I reckon Davo's Fitbit would have registered him having a sprint last night without leaving the room. 11.03, Sky Sports Radio. The biggest sporting event in the Northern Territory. Racing in the Cup. The Darwin Cup. And away they go as the gates fall back. 1995. Snetton trying to get up along the rails. Belmoral Keep took the lead, the old horse. Blow the way, County starting to rattle home. And on the inside, kicking again, Kingston Reserve. They hit the line. Oh, low the way, County. Go the way, County and Kingston Reserve, who fought back like a caged lion. The Darwin Cup. Live. Monday, August 7. On the National Racing Service. Keringal Stud continues to provide outstanding value for broodmare owners in 2023. With rates that few can match, Keringal Stud boasts first-class facilities in the heart of the Riverina. The magnificent 3,000-acre thoroughbred nursery offers permanent and seasonal adjustment for spellers, yearlings and weanlings. Keringal boasts a star-studded stallion lineup of Merchant Navy, Finance Tycoon, Prized Icon, Sandbar and the Brothers War. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 you're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlow on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, it's that time of the morning where you can win yourself a twin pack of De Bordley wine. It's the De Bordley competition. Paul Ambrosoli joins me on the line now to run the competition. Over to you, PA. Thank you very much, uh, Lucas. Good morning to you. Good morning, everybody. And, Lucas, I would rather come back as a champion entire thoroughbred. Yeah, That's I'm invincible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Like <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, the phone number that you ring to win the competition is 135353, but don't ring until I give you all the clues because the phone won't be answered. Leanne is out the back today. She won't answer until all the clues are given. 135353, you can win a twin pack of De Bordley wine. Here we go. This is what I need. I'm racing today at Rose Hill, right? Now, to win the Windy Peak line, I firstly need my name. As you try to establish my name, my next clue is that I have 76 trombones. But how many cornets do I have? Those are the clues for you to give me the name of the horse. I firstly need the name of the horse. You have to establish that. And the clue to establish that is that I've got 76 trombones, but how many cornets do I have? Okay? So there you go. You've got a twin pack of Windy Peak. There's three whites and three reds in the Windy Peak range. And the whites, you've got a very nice Chardonnay, uh, a, good, a good quality Sauvignon Blanc. I'm not into the sweet wines particularly, but everybody says it's very, very nice. And the few uh, drops that I've had along the way have also been nice, but I love the Pinot Grigio. As far as the reds are concerned, you've got a Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, you've got a Shiraz, and, of course, you have a Pinot Noir. Now, those are a half dozen very good reasons to pick up a bottle of Windy Peak, but here's another one, the price. You know, the, really, you, you often read the, the reports about wines from the critics. The one thing they all say is that they don't know, like me, I don't know how they make them for the price they do because they're quality wines at a very affordable price. 
But then again, that's always with the Borsley. I don't know whether we're going to get a winner here. Got one. And I don't know what's the next clue I'm going to give if we don't have a winner. Do yeah. we have a winner? We do, PA. John from the ACT. John from the ACT. I think John from the ACT's won before. Did you know what the uh, name of the horse was without no. asking? No, I don't, actually, this week. Okay, well, I'll give you a clue of his 70, 76 trombones led the big parade. Big parade! Ah. 110 cornets. 110 cornets right behind. Right? You beauty. I could have given it a hard one and said that I personally took my place as the one and only bass. I could have asked you how many <laughs> bass players there were, but I didn't want to go quite that far. Well, John, you're a trick because I thought we might not get a winner here this morning to this. Uh, I, I, I was not going to throw in the 76 trombones. I was just going to go in the 110 cornets. And I thought Luke will say, what's a cornet? A cornetto? I said, no. They go all right, the cornettos. <laughs> and they go all right. The cornets go okay, too. Okay, we've Good got a very you. heavy, heavy schedule here. I will thank you very much for your competitiveness the support of the listeners. And may you have uh, better luck and luck next week if you missed out this week. Don't forget, we run it every time around this time of the every week around this time of the day. Thank you, Lucas, uh, Leanne, and you are flat out at the moment. Good morning, all. Good on your PA. There's Paul Ambrosoli with this morning's Debordley competition. Congratulations to John. Coming up next, it is Trading Places. Where do you go for all the biggest and best brands like King G, Hard Yakka, FXD and Steel Blue? Totally Workwear Rydal Me. With winter here, now is the time to get in store and check out the massive range of pants, jackets and jumpers. Just what you need to keep warm this winter. Does your workwear branding need a freshen up? Get in store and talk to Darren and the team. Open till 7pm every weekday. Totally Workwear Rydal Me, 279 Victoria Road. Opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Your one-stop winter workwear shop. World Class Printer Merchant Navy offers Group 1 quality at an affordable price at Keringal Stud in 2023. The son of champion sire Fastet Rock was among the best of his generation, winning the Coolmore Stud Stakes at Flemington and the coveted Diamond Jubilee at Royal Ascot. At Stud, Merchant Navy has produced this season's stakes winners, Steel City and Royal Merchant. A dual Group 1 winning three-year-old, Merchant Navy will stand at a fee of 13200 Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento. Awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia. Movement that inspires. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. On Racing HQ, Trading Places with Senior Trader Tim Owens. Tim, good morning to you. Morning, Luke. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, great to have you on, mate. Uh, looking forward to this Rose Hill card today. How do you think this track might play? 
Yeah, dry deck, the rail tree today, Luke. Uh, expecting as usual, on paces should have their chance today, but think with a number of these small fields throughout the day, Luke. Most horses should get their chance, and I think tactics from these jockeys will play a big part in deciding the result. Race one is the Tab Highway. I see you're getting Burundana back out after he bottomed out at 180. He's now $1.95. Yeah, just getting him back out a little, Luke. Uh, did actually get into 170 at one point, so I think that was a ridiculous price. Uh, the 195 now, probably not too far off what he'll start. Just think, uh, get, getting out to that 1,800 metres for the first time today, he's a bit of a risk at an odds-on price. Would have preferred to see him go around over the mile rather than the 1,500 last start to prepare for this. With his racing pattern, he's always a chance of finding some bad luck, particularly from that inside gate today. So we have just been edging him out throughout the morning, and I think he'll probably uh, start around that even money mark. You're getting closer there at the moment. Well, if there's one we're looking to keep safe here, Luke, probably Holstein. Been a good firmer throughout the weekend. Been building nicely through his preparation in Brisbane. Now just hitting his uh, preferred distance range. The map is some query with him, but I think he'll be one of the stronger ones late. What about the midway, race number two? Yeah, it's certainly a tricky betting race, Luke, and things shaken up a bit by scratchings this morning. Hard to say, it has been a little easy this morning, $4 out to 440 but looking to not looking to push him out too far, just uh, keeping a cap on his price at the moment. Thought his trials have been excellent, and we know he's a galloper that has shown promise beyond this sort of a grade in the past. Was backed off the map in a midway last prep and has been supported again today. The one knock maybe would prefer over the 1,000 first up, but think he's very well placed here with uh, Zach Lloyd's claim. Undivided, an interesting runner here, Luke, having just his second start. Looks a nice horse, but think this is a tough enough midway to be graduating to uh, from a maiden. Happy to sit uh, near top odds on him at that $4.60 mark. Think the market uh, may be overplaying his upside a little here. Super bright, solid enough at the $5. Rarely far away in these sort of races. Of those in the market, probably maps the best here, so I think he'll hold his price around that $5. Okay, that's the midway. What about race three? Yeah, it's been very well back throughout the week, Aristonis, Luke. We've seen him start to ease out a touch this morning from around 210 to now 230. Things starting to get to a more realistic price. Not sure how much further he will get out. Not one we're really looking to push too far. Think there were excuses for him last start in Melbourne where it just get got too far back in an on-pace race. On that effort, looks to be uh, looking for the 2400, which he gets here today. The small field should help ensure he remains in striking position, so think the market will gravitate towards him late. Okay. With that, we are happy to take on the second pick here a little in So United. Top odds on him at the 350. Just feel he's had his chance in recent runs, and while it probably leads him up here, think the other chances will be close enough to him in the run to overcome him late. Not a lot of interest outside those top two, Luke. United Nations bit of money earlier in the week, but just started to drift back out this morning to the 7 750 range. Interesting. Uh, what about race four? Uh, race four, Luke. few changes to this market with the scratching of kangaroo court this morning. Best backed has been Nana's Wish, who the liability has been slowly creeping up on all week. It's actually our worst result across the Rose Hill card at the moment, I think. So it has been a solid go. Run last start was solid enough, but should now be at peak fitness. And we know these Kiwis can take a couple of runs to hit their straps here in Australia. 
well weighted after Zach Lloyd's claim, so happy to cop the chip with the plunge there and keep Nana's wish reasonably safe. Whereas post-scratching, Dakota Vroom emerged our favourite at $4. We'll be happy to take her on a bit at that sort of a price. Does have some upside, but just tackles the 1,400 metres here first start and thinks she'll get back a bit. Uh, and depending the way the market's heading, it's looking as though Nana's wish could actually uh, challenge her for favouritism late in the piece, Luke. So happy to take on Dakota Vroom in race four. Okay, what about uh, in race five, the 1,200 metres? Wave Rider Boy pretty short here. Yeah, and we think uh, she's too short, Luke, at around that 2.15. Uh, just from the wide gate today, I think she has to get back to close enough to last. At that short of a price, I think that'll be a big risk today. Is a horse that can find some bad luck, so we'll be banking on that uh, while taking her on today. Just think there's a few other hopes in this race to knock that sort of a price about Wave Rider Boy. Petulant, uh, worse off at the, at the weights against Wave Rider Boy, but did beat her last start and should get the better run in transit here. While Levero's shown enough at the provincials, I think, Luke, to show she deserves a crack at a Saturday race, and this looks the right sort of race for her to kick off in. Okay, that's race five, Wave Rider Boy. Keen to take her on a bit there at the price. Race number six, 1350 metres. Favourite here, King of Naples, 330. Where's he going to map here? Yeah, it certainly is a tricky one. Another one that's drawn reasonably uh, wide, Luke. But just think... um, he is the one we're looking to keep safe despite a bit of a drift on him throughout the week. The map is the query, as you're right, but just banking on the fact that he's backing up this week uh, to get him home. And also J-Mac replacing Nash is also a big tick in our books. Just think what goes has been the better-backed runner of the two, but we'll be happy to take it on a little. Did get in very short to around the 240 mark this morning. Now back to a more reasonable price at 340 so been jumping around a bit this market uh this morning Luke. a bit tough to keep track on but just think with the backup happy to keep king of naples safe while taking on water goes i just think it got far too short at one stage in betting race 7 1200 interesting favorite here time to boogie can he repeat his last start performance where he wasn't unfancy but he was double figures yeah, exactly, Luke. And I do feel uh, Time to Boogie had things its own way in that race. There has Obviously, the figures out of it were good, but they went slow there in what was a sprint home. With the likes of Brudenell likely to be racing for the speed here, not too sure Time to Boogie does get that control like he did last start. Currently uh, at around that 270 mark, I think punters will get $3 or better about Time to Boogie late in betting. With that, Luke, we're happy to keep Legio 10 reasonably safe here. Been running well in some handy races around some uh, horses with sort of stakes form in Melbourne. I think 1,200 is his best trip, and while the map could be a bit tricky for him from that gate seven, seems enough speed here to get him into the race at some stage. I think he'll pressure for favouritism at, at some point in betting. Brudenell on the drift here, Luke, with that big weight, but solid trickle here for Tri-State at a price. I know Ron Duffy is keen on its chances, and his form around Omni-Man does read well for this sort of a race. Race 8, the feature, the missile stakes at Group 2 level. Yes, and we are happy to take on the favourite here, Big Parade. Big Parade and I Am Me fighting out favouritism here. We're in I Am Me's corner. Just think with Big Parade... Uh, the trial was obviously outstanding, but we often see the market gravitate against these trial start, stars late. 
the big syndicates and big players in the market often don't don't pay much attention to this trial. And the way it's looking this morning, it looks like that's happening again today with not a lot of interest for Big Parade. Obviously, in with a hope, but we've seen him uh, beaten at short prices before, so happy to take him on at the sub-$3 mark, whereas I am me doing nothing wrong at the trials herself. Didn't win by 20 lengths, but ticking over well enough. Has the advantage of the inside draw. She's the one we're favouring of the two and think she'll start favourite. Obviously, with those two being speedsters, Luke, if they do overcook uh, it up front, something could come over the top of, to blouse them. The Godolphin pair in ingratiating Gold Mile have had their fair share of supporters and could be the ones if they overdo it up front. No lay of the day yet. I suppose it must be in race nine, is it? Yes, it is, Luke. Uh, Fortner Park, he's actually burnt us the last couple of times, but we're trying to get it back today, Luke. Uh, just think got in far too short at the 2.25 earlier this morning. We pushed him out to 2.40, happy to make him our way of the day. Obviously a nice prospect, but we just don't like to step back to 1,800 from the mile and a half last start while stepping up in better, to better grade at the same time. Matt's a little tricky from gate eight, so think there's enough reason to take him on at the short price. Also thought, look to touch Dower at his past couple, so banking on a couple of these being a bit too sharp for him back in, back to the 1800. If there's one we're looking to keep safe, it's probably Max Schnell at around that $6 mark. Seems to really relish this 1800 trip and found some consistency this prep. Gets a nice swing in the weights off bold Mac for his last start defeat. While at a price, Luke, there's also been some money around for Borna King. If he runs up to his Rose Hill uh, runs last prep, he's certainly in with a good chance in this race and did uh, wasn't actually too bad over the 1,300 first up. Last event, race 10. Yeah, it's good betting race to finish off, Luke. We are happy to take on uh, Gracilli Stilia as we usually are at around that $3.30 mark. Drawn poorly today in gate nine. Probably some excuses for him last start, but we felt uh, as though once he got out, didn't hit the line as, you know, his starting price there suggested he should have. Now been a while since he's won, and don't think this race looks much easier than what he's contested recently. I think he has to drift uh, probably starts closer to $4 than $3, I think, Luke. Been very good money for a more victorious here. Double figures into $4.80. Had to face the breeze last start, but does get in nicely today from from gate one with that 52.5. Money is certainly on to suggest he'll run well, whereas we're also wary of Space Tracker drifting out in the market at the moment, but don't want him getting out too far. Just me, it's been hard in the market at all three Australian runs and just may not, not have run out the mile at Grafton last start. So happy to take on Grisilli Stilia and keep these second and third picks a touch safe. Good stuff, Tim. Uh, appreciate your time of a Saturday recapping race nine, Faulkner Park, the lay of the day, tab.com.au. Jump on the app, uh, put a bit of money in the account and have a crack today. Yep, sounds good, Luke. Very happy to take on Faulkner Park, top price at tab.com.au. Thanks, Tim. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. Cheers for having me on. There's Tim Owens and that is Trading Places. Shortly, Peter Ellis will join us for a run through of what's happening today in Adelaide. The venue is Murray Bridge and the internet's down here in the studio so I can't actually bring up the form god. Peter, that's going to be pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, we'll get through all right, Luke, I'm sure. 100% we will, mate. Uh, remind me how many races we've got there today and I'll yeah. I'll persist here with the uh, the internet. Yeah, there's still nine. 
Great. Uh, eventually, I suppose, it'll be 10, falling <laughs> uh, along with everybody else, yeah. So the first leg of the quality is obviously uh, race six. And with Knightstown, the inside gate concerns me a little bit because he hasn't won over 12 months, but he's just been getting back and getting into trouble. Last start, he got to the slow part of the track and just got run down. So I'm with him, Knightstown. Got Cool Magnum today. Jeremy's a really good on pacer. Just a good effort first up there in the park. He'll be fitter for that run. Left-hand man's down in grey. Good fresh. Last win was at the bridge. And Aguilera, big odds. Just in the slow lane before a bit of a break. Was an unlucky second. Man hadn't tried some more field appear runs prior to that, which would be good enough to be winning this. So, first look at the quality. I was 10-1. 10, 4, 1 and 3. Beautiful, mate. And I've got the internet back. Uh, Favourite there, number four, Cool Magnum at $2.50. Race number seven, 1,000 metres. Number one, Oracle Sun, two seventy. It's obviously me. I've been over the long road, X. Uh, I likely trained. Um, very good first up there. Just got run down late by John Valjean, who goes around a big chance of Flemington today. So it'll just come on from that. Oracle Sun, the pay, but the obvious uh, danger. Comfortable win there at uh, the bridge two runs ago, and then wasn't disgraced in a better race there behind Merchant Boss, who's since won. Gnarly's good first up. And born the run on about 20-odd to 1. Uh, just bail on the heavy there last start, but previous run wasn't too bad, so it's going better than its form would suggest. 2, 1, 6 and 9. Race number 8, 2,500 metres. Number 3, Sing for Peace, $2.80. Yeah, interesting runner. Um, I'm with Mr Lincoln, the only lightly raced five-year-old. Stays well. A good second at Geelong uh, over the 2,400. Went to the 27 at, that, at Werribee last start, and... Uh, one easily with 61, drops to 52 here. Favourite the obvious stage. One four of nine. They've been at Caulfield and Sandown. Hasn't raced since uh, June when unplaced at Swan Hill. It's had a couple of trials since. Has to Laferonte. He's right at the top of its game. Ran home strongly over the 2,500 behind Brawl at the bridge. And Oriental Express had four starts in South Australia. He's improved with each runner most recently and went over the 2,000. At Morpherville, 9, 3, 7 and 5. And we come to the last leg of the quaddy at Murray Bridge today, race 9. Number 9, more sugar, $3 and has been well backed. Yeah, I'm with the favourite to finish it off. It's come back really well. It's, uh, uh, she's won the three races. Two of those have been at the bridge, including the most recent one, second up after a good first up run at Balaclava. Uh, what's uh, what's her name, George? Progressive type. Just nail late there behind Cold Case or for six months break. Son of Belitsky, you know, it was a big run of Gawler then and went to um, the parks here and got the money. One of Big Odds Red Roof. Just keep running in the traffic jams, likely trained. Uh, she draw wide, so if she gets back and gets to the outside, we'll take uh, some keeping out. 9, 11, 4 and 14. You got a best for us? Yeah, I thought there was a couple of best. Uh, I was pretty keen on validated. Uh, won three of its past five. Good winner of the bridge first time. Went to Caulfield. Wasn't disgraced in a much better race than this. And uh, funnier for ones, uh, an improving five-year-old. Past two runs of Santa and have been very good. Just got too far back the other day in a sprint home behind uh, Bridget. That's good enough to be winning this. So the two best were um, race four, number one, and race three, number two. Beauty, Pete. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. All the best. There's Peter Ellis covering Murray Bridge for us. Uh, Rose Hills first is in under four minutes. Shortly, Simon Harrison to guide you through on the National Racing Service. Have a great Saturday on the punt, everyone, and good luck. I'll see you next week. The first crop by Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes winner Exceedance are making big impressions with breakers, pre-trainers and trainers. Exceedance will be the go-to stallion when his two-year-olds hit the track. So call Vinery now on 026543 833. 
This is the National Racing Service with Simon Harrison. Hello and uh, lovely to have your company on Missile Sakes Day. We've got the first at Rose Hill in just three minutes or so. Straight away we're going to head to Nicole Thomas and make a start on the movers for Sydney. Nick, good morning to you. Good morning to you, Simon. Okay, so what are they backing in the Tab Highway Race 1? Some very interesting late moves in race one here. Burundana is our favourite at $2, number nine. There's been $2.80 into uh, $2 overall, but this morning since 9am, it's drifted out from $1.70 out to $2, so a little bit easy. Holstein, number one, it's been back from $12 into $5 overall. Holstein's been a shortener, so I'll have to go against the easing favourite. I'll go Holstein, number one, Simon. So race one, number one, over to race two. This is the Midway Handicap. Yeah, hard to say. Number four was uh, backed earlier. $5 into four forty is the move. Super Bright uh, is another one that was back. Number 14 into $5 from seven fifty. But the one I'll make the market mover is Undivided. Some excellent support for number 16. $12 into $4.40 overall. And this morning has come in quite considerably. So Undivided, number 16. So number 16, Undivided in race two over to the third event, uh, which is the 2400 metre Schweppes Handicap. So United is the one here, number four, three fifty now in from five dollars overall. And again, it's one that's come in this morning. Aristonis, uh, it's the favourite at two twenty. Just an interesting move. It did shorten in. It got to two dollars at one point, back to two twenty. So solid this morning. But So United is our market mover, number four. So number four in the third over to race four. This is the Vale John Duggan handicap over fourteen hundred. We've got two decent moves here. We've got Dakota Vroom, number nine, and Nana's Wish, number ten. So Dakota Vroom is a $4 chance now in from about $4.80. And Nana's Wish, $9 into $4.60 overall. And Nana's Wish has come in just recently as well. So that's the way I'll go. Number ten, Nana's Wish. So number ten in race number four. They're uh, yet to load for the first. Race five is uh, a 1,200-metre handicap. Wave Rider Boy, number two. It's a $2.15 favourite here. And again, it's been pretty solid this morning. And it's actually in from, um, I think, 230 overall here for Wave Rider Boy. And outside of the favourite, no way ever has been spec number one. It's moved in from $13 to $8.50. So do note that, but I'll still go with Wave Rider Boy as our mover, number two. So number two, Wave Rider Boy in the fifth over to race six. The Jockey Celebration Day handicap is over the $13.50. Yeah, a couple of decent moves here. Regal Pom, number five, is one of them. $4.60 now, in from $6. But the one I make the mover is Watergoes, number six. is three forty now, in from $4.80 overall. So overall, Watergoes is the best mover, number six. Number six, Watergoes there in race six, over to race seven, which is uh, over 1,200 metres as they load up race one. Well, time to boogie number seven is our favourite at two dollars eighty. It's come in from three forty, but slightly easy this today. Lidio ten number five is three twenty in from three seventy. So a move for both of the favourites, but the one I make the move is Tristate number three. I like the move on this one. Eight fifty in from fifteen has shortened today. So Tristate number three. Race seven number three. Race eight is this afternoon's feature. The Group Two Missile Stakes. Yeah, big parade, 310 into 290 overall, but again, easy this morning, just slightly. Uh, then we've got ingratiating number two. It's come in today, $11 into 750 overall and 8 into 750 today. So I like the recent support. I'll go ingratiating number two. Ingratiating the push there will come back to you for the last two races. After the first, here's Darren Flindell. Spitfire, Mr. Severino at longer odds and the favourite, Barandana. Barandana. 
is drawn very handily there in barrier two on the outside of Sea Haven. Binko moves in, Mr. Severino getting set, and Radiohead coming up to the outside draw is the last to go in for the first on Missile Stakes Day here at Rose Hill. And once again, we're racing on a dry track during the winter. We barely had a, a meeting go past during the winter that's been rain affected. Light is on, ready to go. Class three tab highway over the 1800 metres. And they're set to jump, favourite drawn barrier two. And they're off and racing. The favourite Burundana's left the gates pretty well. Uh, towards the inside, Sea Haven handled the start well. Burundana's almost second. Severino darts forward in the white cap. Tuttle Tycoon deeper out, improving and Spitfire driving into a prominent role with Amaranth down on the fence. Holstein's whipping right around the outside of the field at Drew Barrier 19, looking for a spot in. Looks like Zach Lloyd might have got in there. That's a good piece of riding. He got in in front of Spitfire, then Amaranth's on the rails. Further back to Dolly J a girl's best friend, Binko. Then came Shafty from Compi, uh, Competition. Well back, Faze Angel. And Radio Head is the last one. So they find their spots. Mr. Severino leads from Tidal Tycoon. Seahaven in a clear third. The favourite, Burundana. A little bit closer than usual. Collett's got the short favourite up fourth. They're inside the 1,000 metres. Two lengths away then to Spitfire together with Amaranth. They're followed then by Dolly Jane. Uh, further back to a girl's best friend from Binko. Shafty Phase Angel competition. Radiohead is the last one. Mr. Severino and Tidal Tycoon. There's several lengths in front of the favourite Burundana going to third. Sea Haven's come off the bridle. Holstein into a clear fifth and two for the back to Spitfire. Amaranth on the rails heads the rest. Travelling to the corner. These two have had a good battle up front. Tidal Tycoon and Mr. Severino spinning a length and a half clear from Burundana. Uh, Holstein slightly checked there but running on then Sea Haven and Spitfire. At the 300 metres, Holstein makes the run. Our favourite struggling a bit, Burundana. Holstein races two in front from Burundana. <coughs> then came Amaranth, a girl's best friend, wide out. But Holstein's going really well inside the 100 metres. It's all over. And Holstein, given a beautiful ride there by Zach Lloyd in the early part, is going to win by a big space. Beat the favourite, Burundana. Amaranth third. Face Angel doing its best work late. A few disappointments behind a girl's best friend. Then title tycoon just filling the pinch late with Mr. Severino, Sea Haven competition. Spitfire weakened out and Radiohead was well back and a big margin back to Shafty and Dolly Jane. One Holstein for Zach Lloyd. That was our mover there. 5'10 and 180. Uh, nine Barandana, 120. And 13 Amaranth was $3.60. We'll leave Rose Hill there. We need to take a look at the movers for the last two races on the card. And Nicole, I'll come back to you and we'll take a look at race nine. This is the 1800 metre Premier's Cup uh, prelude. Yeah, an interesting move away from Faulkner Park. So number 11, it was the best back runner and it's it's still well back, $3.20 to $2.25. It bottomed out at that. Just been easy this morning, back out to $2.40 and I'm under some really good support come for Bonnie Ezra, number 5. It's now $6.50. It's in from $18 overall and it did shorten even more this morning. So that's the way I'll go, Bonnie Ezra, number 5. So number five, Bonnie Ezra there in race nine. And race ten, the last, is the tab handicap over 1,500. Yeah, Amor Victorious has been well backed here, number 14. 8.50 and just 4.60, and again, it's one that's shortened up recently as well. Taj Need, number five, it's had some admirers too, $11 into $8. Uh, but out of those two, clearly Amor Victorious, number 14. 
Okay, 14 here. What was the best uh, at Rose Hill? Oh, it was tough. Uh, tricky day to find the best mover, but I, I really like that move for undivided. So we go back to race two. It's number 16, and it's currently a $4.40 chance and in from about $12, Simon. Okay, those numbers on the first at Rose Hill are 1, 9, 13 and 16. Now we'll look at uh, Eagle Farm totes. Uh, in fact, we'll look at Eagle Farm movers in just a moment, but here are Rose Hill totes. So one Holstein was 5, 10 and 189 Barrandale. 120, 13 Amaranth 360, 16 fourth phase Angels. Uh, Cornella 350, exact at $10. Trifecta 68, 10, first four paid $621.90. Now Eagle Farm, their first is due to jump in three minutes. Nick, can we kick the card off with a class three over a thousand metres? Yeah, Punter's very keen on Rainbow Connection here, number eight. $2.20 in from $2.60. It's shortened this morning, so clearly the one they want. Outside of that, Nashira number two has been spec though, six into four. 60, but Rainbow Connection, punters think this will win number eight. Okay, uh, over to race number two, which is a benchmark 90 handicap over 2200. Yeah, this race was knocked around with a couple of key scratchings, but shameless miss after the scratchings today, two fifteen to $2.30, so the best mover today. And outside of that, probably the best one is Moober Is. It's into $7, and it's in from uh, $8 this morning, but shameless miss is the one, the favourite, number five. Number five there, over to the third event. This is a three-year-old benchmark 70. Oh, we've got an excellent move for another favourite here in Tango Fever, number three. It's $1.90 now, in from $2.30, sorry, $2.60 overall. That is a big move. Outside of that, there's a good move for another one called Allow Me, number six. It's into six fifty from an opening $10, but good money for Tango Fever here, so number three goes on top. Race three, number three, over to the fourth event and a benchmark 85 here over 1,000 metres. Hold on, honey, is our favourite, number six. It's been backed as well overall. There was early support for it, 420 to 370. And Jameldi, number eight, this is coming from $10. It's now five, but the one that's most recently supported here, the way I'll go, is Shamrock Lou, number four. It's 460 today, in from $5. So I like the recent support. I'll go with number four, Shamrock Lou. Race four, number four, race five, the Sky Racing Phillies of Benchmark 72 over 1,200. Yeah, an interesting race here. We've got Field Weary, number five. It was $6 this morning. It seemed to bottom out at 3.40, back out to 4.60, but I still think 6 into 4.60 is a decent move this morning. Also, Emma Thuba, number 11's come in today. It's $6 now. It's in from about $10 on opening as well. Allegretta, number 10, came in from 10 as well originally. It's $6.50 now. And the money's sort of drying up a bit for, a bit for Bubba's Bay, number eight, the favourite. It's $3.70. But Field Weary, I like that move from today, number five. Number five, feel weary. They're loading up for the first there. Race six, the first leg of the Brisbane Quaddy is over twelve hundred. We've got a very, very well-supported favourite. Zarastro here, number two, $1.80 now. It hasn't moved today, rock solid, but in from $2.80 overall. So percentage-wise, that's a huge move. And outside of the favourite, there's only one other that's been backed, Northern Express, number one. It's into $9 from 12 but Zarastro heavily supported, number two. Okay, number two there. Race seven is uh, for no Metro wins over 1,400. Yeah, an interesting race here. There's a move for plenty of runners, including hell of a deal at a price into $12. We've got a move for Bean Foggy just slightly today, number four. And Petunia as well. There was a little bit of market support. It's a 550 chance. But Bowrider, I've noticed number five, a good move today, $14 into 10. It's a pretty open race. I'll go Bowrider, number five on top. So number five, Bowrider there. We'll take a look at the last two races following the first. Race one Eagle Farm. Here's David Fowler. The Shearer to complete the line. Only two out. 
First of nine races today. Devastating goes up, coming off a good first up second track and trip here three weeks ago. Nashira, last one up, all in now. Set for the first, the red light turned on. Racing about to get underway in Brisbane under fine sky, soft five track. All set. Racing. Devastating actually won the jump, but Maximum Vortex all of a sudden sweeps her on the inside to head it. Third away, Arcarius. Ruby Chicks in fourth, then Nord Leon ridden quietly. What do I wish I had? Rainbow Connection second last, and Nashira, the second favourite, goes out to last. 700 metres left to run. Maximum Vortex in control. Leads Devastating by three quarters of a length. Arcarius in third. Ruby Chicks and Akbak fourth. Three wide Nord Leon exposed as they run towards the turn. Then Nashira travelling to the picture, going up three wide with cover. Now, Rainbow Connection turns in a nasty spot. He's between runners in second last with work to do and wish I had nearer the inside. He's trying to get into the clear on Rainbow Connection. He is now, but he's still got three or four lengths to make up. Devastating on the outside. Went up to Maximum Vortex, who tries to fight on. By G, Rainbow Connection's not doing enough. Nashira's running on pretty well. Devastating on the outside and on the inside, Maximum Vortex. Then came Ruby Cheeks. Devastating pulls away. Last 50, beats Maximum Vortex. Rainbow Connection third, but average. Then Ruby Cheeks. Nashira, followed by Arcarius, Wish I Had, and Nord Leon, last over the line. Six devastating for James Orman, paid 560 and 161. Maximum Vortex was 220, and it's a photo finish for third. So that's race one at Eagle Farm. Uh, let's have a look at uh, race eight with you, Nick. This is the 4X Open handicap over 1400. Well, Better Get Set is our favourite here, number five. 280 has been solid this morning. It did shorten. It's back to 280 today. Major Artie has moved in slightly to $3.30, but the one will go the market mover. Balenti, number six, is a nice move today. $10 into seven, so Balenti, number six. Number six, uh, Balenti there in race eight. And race nine, the lucky last is a benchmark 78 over 1,600. Yeah, really good move here for Phillipsburg. Number nine, it's 6.50 now and it's in from an opening, uh, I think it's $13 we bet. So that's a huge move. And Savory's come in from a big price as well. Number four, about $22 into that $13 quote. And I've noticed a little bit of money today for Rejoiced as well. Number one into 4.20. But Phillipsburg, I like the move for number nine. Okay, so Phillipsburg there, number nine in the last. And what is the best at uh, Eagle Farm, Nick? Uh, the one the punters like the most, I think, is Zerastro. That is race six, number two. It's currently $1.80. In from two eighty. Might be one to put in all your multis, Simon. Okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Nicole. We'll look at Flemington with you in just a moment, but here are the Toad Seagull Farms. So six devastating paid five sixty and one sixty. Second one maximum vortex two twenty. Third eight rainbow connection one ten. The nine ruby chicks fourth. Quinella was nineteen ten. Exact to fifty one dollars. Trifecta eighty three sixty. First four six hundred and eight dollars. Race one there at Eagle Farm Rose Hill. Correct weight the first one nine thirteen and sixteen now. Let's take a look at the tab movers for Ori Star Day at Flemington. Their first is only eight minutes away, Nicole, and we kick the card off at the VRC Members Sprint. Well, there's been a good move here for River Noir, holding some big bets as well. Number eight, our favourite. It's two sixty now in from $3.80. It was two fifty not long ago, but it's still been a really nice move all the way through. Star Lee, number 12, has come in. It's nine fifty now in from $15. So that's a decent move to note, but River Noir clearly on top, number eight. So River Noir, number eight there in race one. Race number two is uh, over 1,200 metres. Uh, and what's been back to you? 
Well, it's a good betting race, this one. The Prodigal Son, number 13, is the favourite at $4. It's come in from about 5 overall. And Jet Jitsu, number 17, it's a six fifty chance, in from $8.50. And good support this morning for it. A couple of roughies that have been supported as well. Smuggler's Run is one of them. Number 10, Air Defence. Number 7 is the other. But Jet Jitsu, I'm going to go 17 as the market mover. 17 in race 2 over to the third event. The Matthew Hodder played here over the 14.10. Another open race, Warlords, number 6, is $4.40 and favouriting from $6, but that's overall in betting. And Robrick, number 8, it's a $5 chance in from 12. So they're the best two movers out of the race. Uh, number 6 and 8, I'll go Robrick, number 8, on top. So number 8 on top there, race number 3. Over to race 4, this one also over the 14.10. Cardigan Queens come in today, uh, number four, $5.15 to $4.80. So very good recent support for it. Bjor Bay was backed earlier in betting, number nine. It's $6 now and in from about $13. So it's been a big movie inwards. And Ruby Tuesday is a roughy punters came for early, number one. It's $11 now and it's in from about 18 But I like the move, recent support for Cardigan Queens. So number four goes on top. So number four, Cardigan Queen there over to the fifth event, which is a benchmark 100 over the 25 30. Three have been backed better than the rest here. Mostly cloudy. Number seven, the favourite. The movers from today, three ten into two dollars seventy. So money starting to come for the favourite. Alambra Lad though has been backed to the second favourite, number four, four forty, and it's in from a bigger price, about seven dollars. And I've noticed first in line, number six, it's come in too. It's a five dollar chance now in from eight dollars. But I like the move for the favourite. So number seven, mostly cloudy on top. So mostly cloud, cloudy scratch from Sydney today in the fifth. The mover, right six. At Flemington, there's the Simon Green plate over 2000. Yeah, Shayar, number three, it's come in slightly into $4.40 today. And as good as Sober gets, number 12, it's been a mover. $10 into $6 overall, and it's moved in today as well. So excellent support for it. And the Nephew is another one, number 14. Punters have liked this one. It's a $7 chance. And again, one that's come in today and in from $12 overall. I'll go as good as Sober gets, though, on top, number 12. Number 12, over to race seven. The first leg of the quaddy is the Group 3 Ori Star Handicap. It's going to be It's Our Time here, number four, our favourite at $3.30. In from four thirty overall and very good recent support for it. Uh, going down to one that's actually been backed as well, much, much better, number seven. It's $13 into six fifty. so good support for number seven, but I think It's Our Time is the best mover in the race, number four. Race eight is the Lionel Moss Trophy, which is over 1620 We've got two equal favourites here, Presser number 14 and Braden Star number three. They're both $3.20 and they've both actually been backed, but the one with more support is definitely Presser number 14. It's been, I think we bet $6 originally, it's into three twenty now and really good support this morning. So Presser is our market mover, number 14. Number 14 there, let's have a look at race nine, the penultimate race, the Dennis Foley sprint, which is over the 14.10. Uh, my computer's just gone a little bit slow, Simon, so apologies. I'll just wait for my screen to catch up. Oh, uh, period. Don't you hate it when that happens? Yeah. You get the wheel <laughs> spinning on Larry the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what's happening. So I'll pull up another screen here and I'll go... favourites in this race. I'm looking from my end here. 480 each of three. Berkeley Square, Nicolini Vito. That was a, an eye-catcher last start. And Poland as well. So it looks yeah. a very, very hard race uh, for the punters to figure out 
about this one? A really tricky race here. And I think, uh, look, it's really hard because the exact same move with Nicolini Vito, $7 into that 480 price. And Poland, number nine, it's also been exactly that move, $7 into $4.80. And outside of that, there's not too many other market moves to report in this race. Uh, devoted number 14's come in slightly, $10 into $8. But the one I go most recently supported runner, I'll go with Nicolini Vito. I think it's the one that's been supported all the way through. Number five. Okay, and uh, let's take a look at race 10, the lucky last, the Jockey Celebration Day Sprint, which is over 1100 Oh, we've got a shorty here, Simon. Benedetta number two. It's a dollar eighty, and Benedetta's in from about a dollar ninety. If you take into account an early deduction, so there is good support for this favourite into a dollar eighty. Arbitration number sixteen's been back from twelve into ten dollars, and Zach de Boss. There's good money for it. Number one, seventeen into twelve. Pioneer River's been specs. So it's a really good betting race, but I think the best back runner is clearly our favourite, Benedetta number two. So number two, Benedetta for Tatum Bull and Jason Warren. What was the best stat, Flemington? Oh, there's been some good ones. Uh, and I was going to go River Noir, race one number eight, but it's just easy. It's just drifted out to 270 as I went back there, Simon. So I might switch around and I might go Presser. I like the move for Presser. That's race eight, number 14, into $3.20, Simon. Okay. Uh, thanks very much, Nicole. Have a great day. Thanks, Simon. You too. And the first at Flemington is only two minutes away. Here's David Gately. Flemington race one's a benchmark 70, 1100. Going eight, nine, six, and ten. Eight is River Noir, who resumes. Jump out was solid. Did bolt in uh, the maiden on debut, then ran the group two placed. Stable mate, she dances to a length here. I think it's the right form for a 70 grade of race. Nicolite held up, rushed late at Caulfield, then back to a thousand, was no help last time. Still ran home hard. Uh, quality last 600 figure, both those runs. Jordan uh, to swoop here, and 1100 metres the tick. Might be the value danger. Jean Valjean's no star, but very genuine. And Smile and Wave can improve on a drier track. So 8, 9, 6 and 10. 8, 9, 6 and 10 from Gator there. And River Noir, Gator's pick is at $2.80. Sarnilla is $6. Jean Valjean, seven fifty, And Starley at $9. And shortly they'll load up. Eagle Farm, correct, mate, on 6, 1, 8 and 9. I'm telling you about Windy Peak, a blend of three whites and three reds from the stable of famous de Bortoli wines. Try Windy Peak Pinot Noir. One wonders how they make the wines so affordable and so simply nice. Windy Peak Pinot Noir by de Bortoli. Okay, it's 12 minutes to midday. We'll get Brett Davis along shortly for Best Bets at Murray Bridge. Uh, ben Hall not far away from Kembla Grange either, our provincial meeting in New South Wales. But for now, I think we can get to Matt Hill at Flemington for the first on Ori Star Handicap Day. So, final check of the market here, and it's $2.70 for River Noir. So terrific to think we're at the start of August. Depths of winter stuff, and we're racing on a good four. 14 degrees the, at the top in Melbourne this afternoon. So, River Noir, who's got good gate speed as the favourite, $2.60 ahead of Anilla at $6.70. The dogs have been barking this uh, six-year-old for Ben Will and J.D. Hayes. Of course, with the three of them in partnership now, $9 into six on official price. Moving into the stores for this first race on the program, Star Lee going in with Anilla and Smile and Wave. River Noir is in. Jean Valjean joins them with Ben Price. South Australian visitor as Nicolite is about to come along. The Hass Squizzy Mizzy far enough and our last cash are going to be the final four to come along as avid general with luke campbell just wants to step away at the last moment 
And it's just a little bit stirred up, this 150 to one shot. The Hass about to come along. So River Noir is drawn here in barrier number seven in this field of 11. So it's virtually in the middle of the track. Interesting to see initially what Luke Nolan decides to do. You'd think early in the day they'll huddle somewhere towards the inside or the middle. With the 10 races here this afternoon, we've got four races down the famous Flemington Straight Six. Now, far enough is about to come along. Our last cash is also being encouraged up to the line, trained by Donna Scott and ridden here by Craig Williams. Our last cash is forwards. Squizzy Mizzy and also Far Enough are going to be the final two as Far Enough has drawn the middle next to the favourite River Noir and Squizzy Mizzy takes the outside. Can be very speedy on her day, has Daniel Moore. So the first of ten, the VRC members sprinted racing immediately and River Noir was away okay. Far enough got squeezed up in between horses. Beginning very well was the Bolter Avid General and Smile and Wave began quickly and is all on her own over on the far side rail. The rest of the group up the middle where Avid General is the leader from our last cash and Nilla River Noir the Hass. Then Squizzy Mizzy Starley far enough from Jean Valjean and last of the group up the middle of the track is Nicolite and Smile and Wave is right up there with the leaders over on the far side. So they link onto the course proper. Five 550 metres to go. It's Avid General up uh, the middle of the course under pressure, joined and headed by our last cash. Smile and wave over on the far side, followed by River Noir under pressure as well. Then came Anilla, then the Hass and Squizzy Mizzy. Our last cash went for home here. 250 metres to go under hands and heels. Is three lengths in front of Anilla, Starley, River Noir, and then came Squizzy Mizzy. But our last cash for Craig Williams going great guns, and our last cash has won the opener from Anilla. Nilla and Star Lee. Jean Valjean up for fourth, then River Noir, Squizzy Mizzy, Nicolite. A gap in the field to Far Enough and then the Hass Avid General. And after going on her lonesome over on the far side, Smile and Wave was a long last. Our last cash trained by Donna Scott has come up the middle of the course with the bolter, Avid General, and has given nothing else a chance here. What a dashing display by this $12 hope. Our last cash. Rid to our last cash, Craig Williams aboard there, paying uh, 10.50 and through 10. One Anila at 2.10 and 12. Star Lee ran third at $2.50 and six has run for John Valjean. Two, one, 12 and six are the numbers there at Flemington. Now, we've got racing uh, this afternoon. In, uh, in South Australia from uh, from Murray Bridge with uh, Brett Davis and Brett joins me on the line now. Brett, good morning. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, everybody. Yes, Murray Bridge today, Gifford Hill for this uh, nine race card here in South Australia. Uh, Rodeo is the best bet for me today, Simon. Race five, number four. I've tipped her her last couple. She's been terrific in defeat. This really does look her race. Look, she's skinny eyes. I think anything, even money, is probably a good enough quote because it's her against the rest. As far as I'm concerned, she'll be winning. Race five, number four, radio, best of the day. I'm going to suggest a value runner in race eight. This is an each-way scenario. Race eight, number six, footlights. Horse has only been with the Aaron Bain stable for a few runs. Last couple of runs have been excellent in defeat. And today, from a good barrier, it just does no work in the run. And in a race, I think, that's quite open, 
Um, hard to get a real confidence line on any run particular, any runner particular. I think Footlights from the inside draw just either leads or sits behind the speed and runs you a very good race at a very good each-way price. So race five, number four, Radio, into race eight, number six, Footlights for Murray Bridge in South Australia. Thank you, Brett. Uh, so, Murray Bridge coming up shortly. Now, at Flemington, it was 2, 1, 12 and 6. Quinella was 27.20. Exacta, 64.20. Trifecta paid 279.40. First four, $1,577.40. That's race one there at Flemington. The second is your 20 after 12, and the early favourite is the Prodigal Sun, which is at $4.00. Shortly we'll take a look at Rose Hill because they are coming up in uh, 10 minutes. But for now, we've got Cole Hodges on the line and we'll find a winner at Gilgandra. Cole, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning there, Simon. Yeah, great little track here at Gilgandra. Yeah, this is the one where I say they're approaching the 200-metre mark and they haven't come to the home turn yet. It's about 180 metres straight and they have terrific racing here anyway. Uh, right, I'll go with the two Katie Morgan trained runners here. The stables really informed they're lightly raced. He's brought them down here to put them in a couple of relatively easy maidens or so, and resultingly, in the one in the first cool ruler, it's come right in from about dollar dollar sixty-five to a dollar forty. So it just depends whether you want to take that very very short price. Only had the two starts. It ran third ten with two starts back, and uh, if it runs up to its uh, recent trial at Musclebrook, you would think it'd be very close to winning this. And then he goes around and again in uh, race two, the Cody Morgan runner. And this time his uh, horse has only had four starts, and I'm talking about Rib Tickler. And his uh, last couple of runs at Tamworth have been pretty good too. Two starts back at Ran, third in a very heavy track there at Tamworth. We're on a good four today, so it might go even better here on a good track. So we'll make those the best two today. Race two, uh, race one, number six, Cool Ruler. Race two, number one, Rib Tickler. And Anna Roper, who was badly injured back last November when she's going terrifically well, she's back riding. Uh, she's had a couple of meetings back, and uh, she's on both those gallopers. So, Simon, looking forward to a great day's racing uh, here at Gilgandra. Thank you, Cole. And we've got Kembla Grange racing on today. We're going to join Ben Hall for a couple of minutes. Ben, good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, Simon. Good morning to everyone. And uh, very overcast day, a little bit of light rain around. Good four, though, is the track condition for racing today. Track uh, rail is out nine metres from 1,100 to the winning post, six metres for the remainder. Two best bets, uh, very short, but race two, one Capital Heart. Coming off some uh, Metropolitan runs there, last preparation. First up today for John O'Shea and Lee. Alicia Collett, Gate 5, I think it'll be winning. You can probably multi it up into something else throughout the day. Um, hard to see it getting beat in race two this afternoon. One capital heart. We're going to concentrate on the next race after that. Race three, number four, Hanau for James Cummings. Christian Reith on the second, uh, as far as the second best bet is concerned. On debut, finished fifth at Warwick Farm, beaten 2.3. That was back in 19th of July there. So back to provincial grade here. Inside gate should get every chance. Race three, four, Hanau. They're my two best bets on the program. Back for the broadcast of race one at 25 past 12. Good on you, Ben. Let's head to Darren now and update race number two at Rose Hill. Righto, thanks, Simon. They're in the yard here. Joint favourites are super bright and undivided, and both are shortened as the day's gone on. We'll start the market with number three, Espresso, $9.50. Hard to say, resuming at $5. Don Luigi, $34. Kibosh, $31. Ningaloo Star was $9 this morning, is trimmed down to $7.50. 
unwritten at 26, the Seven Seas at 21. Now, both the favourites, 14 Super Bright and 16 Undivided, are $4.60 each. And underneath, we've got Oceans 1, $8.50. was 11 this morning, so there's activity on Oceans 1. Has plenty of early pace at Oakfield Mahogany at $15. So, more bit more open than the highway was. Four sixty a piece about Super Bright Undivided. It's over 1,100 metres kicking off in seven from now. Okay, thank you uh, very much, Darren. So let's get the build-up on Sky Central heading into race number two. Super bright. Dylan Gibbons, second runner for Nathan Doyle. Yeah, seems the more fancied in the market between uh, her and Espresso. So a month fresh and hasn't won in a while now, but dead set got her foot on the till and at least she's got consistent uh, midway form. I thought her run was terrific a month or so back. Uh, Ramick, I reckon Bailey Willer would have loved to have pressed the button a little bit earlier he just seemed to get it going at about the 200 metre mark she'd run through the line really well, drawn soft should get the perfect run right behind the speed just needs a little bit of a toe in um, and then once it gets clear running should work to the line well. Undivided number 16 Tommy Sherion for Michael Friedman Yeah it's well fancied, before scratchings they put this 3 year old up at $31, he's vying for favouritism now, um, City Maiden winner at his debut, that form looks okay and he might be a horse with upside although he's just turned 3 so he gives a bit away, away a little bit of experience here. I thought it was a nice little win out there at Warwick Farm. Got up underneath and worked to the line really, really well. Um, just starting to get up on his toe a little bit. He wears a set of earmuffs to go to the barriers. He's just starting to get a little bit worked up, but I really like him. OK, now we get to number 17, Oceans 1. Rachel King on for David Pfeiffer. Yeah, there's a couple here down the bottom of these emergencies that we may have missed because, um, look, she's been, he's been well-placed to win two of his past three at a benchmark 66 at Scone and, and Bathurst, but he's uh, one of the only on-pace runners here and the marketplace is really gravitating to him. So he's into about $7.50 now after being well into double figures. So where there's smoke, there's fire. They, they, they want to back the on-pace here and he is definitely one of them. Yeah, I reckon Rachel King might get total control of this race. There is good speed on paper. She's drawn soft enough to get up and find the fence and take the speed out of the race from the half mile through to the home turn. If she gets a good soft lead, it'd be very hard to run down. Oakfield Mahogany, number 18, Damien Lane, Andrew Atkins. Here's another one. Um, just lands straight in the box seat from barrier one here. She's had a five weeks fresh and since landing very good bets, winning at Kembla Grange last start. Definitely got a place chance. Yeah, it gets the absolute run of the race right behind the speed. And the leaders happen to overdo it. Gets a little bit of luck. Should be working home well. OK, well, let's find out from uh, David Pfeiffer about this horse, Oceans 1. You, you get into the race as an emergency, bit of confidence about it, and uh, you're coming in off uh, some pretty good form, albeit on the country and provincial, but that might be good enough in a midway. Yeah, he's, he's racing good form, and you can't knock form. Um, you know, obviously, coming to town, it's obviously a tough, different level of uh, animal you're taking on, but uh, it's got a good gait, got the right jock on board, I think, and um, well, it looks like we'll get our own way in front. What about so am I later? Well, he's racing great for me. Um, you know, he's, he's a horse had one Friday months. He's put two in a row together. So let's hopefully turns into three. And rocketing by in the big one, the missile stakes. Um, we want a little bit of rain. 
so we've got a few hours to go. Um, but, uh, but Ray just said the track had a bit of, bit of giving her, so it was good to hear. So, um, you know, he performs better on them tracks. He's got that little yeah. bit of cut in it, so they go quick enough. Um, but it'll probably come down to a sort of run we get. He's going well, though. Going super. Yeah. Good luck. Beauty, thank you. All right. We'll wait, we'll wait and see if that rain comes from rocketing by. What about you, uh, Corey? Who do you like? Uh, end up settling on number 14, Super Bright. Really like this horse's run last time out. It's had a month freshen up. Uh, love the way that it worked to the line. Bailey Willow wished that he would got going on the horse a little bit earlier, but I just love the way that run through the line. Drawn soft, should get an absolute ideal run, not too far from the speed. I am 7, 14, 3 and 4. Just to throw at the stumps with a first upper here, Ningaloo Star. Hopefully she can hold a position from a good draw, presented the right time. I think she's going to be obviously stronger than a lot if she can keep up uh, in the early stages. I think uh, Super Bright is the danger, although there's no recent win. She's uh, threatening to win one of these types of races and offer fresh and suits. Then a couple of first uppers out of the same trial, three and four, espresso and hard to say. They both present quite nicely. I'm seven, 14, three and four in what looks a very tough little race. Yeah, the uh, second at Rose Hill coming up. It's another three minutes to bet. So Super Bright now at full 60 heads the market. Have undivided at $5 and hard to say at $6. They're just getting down to the start. A dominant win by more than four lengths in the Canonbury Stakes on debut. Best aboard. Oh, wow, what a performance. Won the silver slipper in a faster time than golden slipper winners Piero Farnan, She Will Reign and Mosfar. Best of Bordeaux, three lengths clear. Best of Bordeaux does it again. The highest rated two-year-old cult of his generation. Best of Bordeaux, he's really strong at the end. Winner of the Roman Consul Stakes at three, just like Fastnet Rock, Exceed and Excel and Russian Revolution. Best of Bordeaux, available for inspection at Coolmore. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. Races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Broodmare owners will have a selection of the best bloodlines in the world at Coringal Stud in 2023. Merchant Navy and Finance Tycoon are newcomers to Coringal and will stand alongside the dual Group 1 winner, Prized Icon, Exciting Stallion Prospect Sandbar and the proven The Brothers War. Sons of Champion Sires, Fastnet Rock, Written Tycoon, More Than Ready, Stitzel and Warfront with Black Type throughout their dam site. A star-studded Stallion roster at affordable fees. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-tread delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. That inspires. Tab has same race multis on Tab. On selected meetings, you can now choose multiple runners in the same race with Tab's same race multi, where you can combine a selection to win with a selection to run top four to get more. For same race multis on Tab, download the Tab app. Not available to SA account holders and SA residents. Available on the Tab app on selected Australian thoroughbred and greyhound races. T's and C's apply. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit Gambling Help on. Online.org.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people.
We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Close at Rose Hill. Zaki and just edged out the mare, Sunshine in Paris, and Chris Waller later on will be working Zoo Gotcha after race four. So Kai Bosch goes in and Expresso, who's drawn the outside, is the last to move in. Adam Hieronymus teaming up with Nathan Doyle. Nathan with two in the race, including the favourite Super Bright. Dylan Gibbons on the Super Bright. There's the light and we're ready to go. Just waiting for the all clear. Gates are back. They're off and racing. Super Bright, the favourite, was last out of the gates and will settle in that position. And Expresso began sharply from the wide gate. Hard to say, nicely into stride. And now Ocean's one showing good master as well. As hard to say, goes on with the job. Leads by a half here on Ocean's one. Expresso got over into third. One off the fence in advance of the seven seas. A length further back to undivided. Then came Oakfield Mahogany. Three quarters to Ningaloo Star. A gap of two then to Don Luigi from Kai Boss. Super Bright, the rails and a half. Further back to Unwritten. Coming to the turn, hard to say, just in front of Ocean's One. Expresso travelling strongly third. The Seven Seas pushing deeper out, together with Undivided. And Oakfield Mahogany's creeping up the rails. 3.50 to go. Hard to say in front from Ocean's One. Expresso trying to get on terms of the front runner. It's hard to say. A length on Expresso is really biting into the margin. Ningaloo star into the clear, running on. Hard to say and Expresso. Hard to say still in front from Expresso. Hard to say kicking and hard to say he's going to lead all the way from Expresso. Ningaloo Star a clear third, followed by the Seven Seas in a photo for fourth with Super Bright making some headway. Then come unwritten from un uh, Oakfield Mahogany. Further back to Undivided from uh, Ocean's One getting tired from Don Luigi and Kai Bosch was about the last in. Four hard to say. Zach Lloyd paid 6.70 and 2.30. Three Expresso 3.20 and seven Ningaloo Star 2.40. Cross uh, for Adam Hieronymus there and did all the chase up the straight, but hard to say, but a pretty good hit out at uh, the trials. In fact, a hard to say beat Expresso in a trial at Wyong on the 10th of July. And hard to say under race conditions has been able to fend off Expresso. Ningaloo Star running home well into third and a good go for fourth. The seven C's will probably get that in a three-way go. Four, three, seven interim, top three placings. And we just stand by on fourth. It does go to the seven seas. Interim placings, four, three, seven and 13. Uh, trained by Jason Deem in Newcastle for dynamic set occasions by Exceedent Excel at a Malasun. Third success now. And that's the second time he's been able to win first up. Expresso, Nathan Dole, Adam Hieronymus, seven third. Seven third Ningaloo star, trained by John Sargent. Really well back today. Jason Collard in the saddle. Seven C's in fourth and 16. 16 undivided, officially fifth. Super bright, did herself no favours. Missing the kick there and settling a clear last was running on over the closing stages. Time is 104.17, 34.27 the last 600 metres. So 104.17, 34.27 and the margins official a half length by a half length. Four hard to say, paid 6.70 and 2.30. Three Expresso, 3.20. Seven Ingaloo star, 2.40 and 13 fourth. The seven C's, Quinella, 20. 38.30, exact $63, trifecta $278.80, first four $2,740 and the one four double paid $30.30. Race three, Rose Hill is due at $12.40 and Aristonis is the early favourite at $2.00.
and 20 cents. Now, Eagle Farm race number two is due to jump in four. Shameless Miss is 2.60. Uh, Atira at 3.20. And Bartholomew Dias is at $5. So shortly to a David Fowler for race number two. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm 6th of September 2023. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Precocious juvenile finance tycoon was quick to make his mark on the racetrack and is set to do the same at Coringal Stud in 2023. The Group 3 Maribyrn on plate winner at Flemington went on to blitz his rivals in the Boba Showdown at Caulfield and then lead all the way in the Group 3 sedative stakes as a three-year-old. The son of champion sire Ritten Tycoon will stand his second season at stud at a fee of $11,000. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. Green light on, lure rolls away. Are you looking for easy-to-follow form lines and a great night out? Darwin Greyhounds comes alive, racing every Sunday night and two Wednesday nights every month. All races are live on Sky Racing, so watch all the action at Australia's most northern track. Finish your weekend off the right way. Get on board and cheer the Greyhounds home as they do their best every Sunday night at the friendliest track in the country at Winelli Park. For fields, visit darwingreyhounds.com. Make the Darwin Greyhounds your favourite. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. Races 1 to 6 at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The English Pink Bonus is a no-brainer. If at least 75% of your horse is female-owned, sign up for free to compete for an extra $1 million in prize money. Sign-ups close September 1. Visit english.com.au for more information. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast, Monday morning from 5.30. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. OK, Eagle Farm, they're getting fairly close uh, for race number two. Now, Rose Silver, just awaiting correct weight on 4.37 and 13. Gilgandra, that's not far away with Cole. Uh, Cole Rulers, $1.45 in race number one. And Flemington's in seven. Let's see if we can get David Gately's late mail. Flemington race two is a benchmark 70, 1200. Going 13.5, 3.8. Third end is the prodigal son. He was six weeks between runs. He was wide outside the speed last time. It was hardly ideal and forgivable. He gave a sight prior to this in a pretty handy three-year-old uh, race here at Flemington. 
and Ollie takes over. Rifkin was eased down late. The saddle may have slipped last time. We can forgive that. Good fight to score. Prior beating an informed horse in cold case. And uh, he's got form in strong three-odd open grade prior to that. Rock Rib was just fair fresh, but it was a strong race dominated closer to the speed. This horse ran well second up last time in. And in her strides, well up to these. 13, 5, 3 and 8. So Flemington's coming up in six minutes, race two. Uh, 17 is the favourite Jet Jitsu. It's at $5. 13, the prodigal sound is $4.20. In fact, that's your favourite, number 13 over. Jitsu in a very open race. Correct point, Rose Hill, 4 3 7 and 13. Here's Brisbane. All in, locked and loaded. All Moran's keen to get on with it. Steady's up now. Runs from the rails and they're off and racing this time. Shameless Miss was probably the first out of those pink colours. Moran began well and goes up inside of it. Now they're going to ride Muberiz for speed today. He's going to be the leader. Muberiz, Damien Thornton takes him to the front of the winning post and moves clear from Moran, leads it by two. Shameless Miss will settle third. Adi Ra in fourth and Bartholomew Diaz. He'll settle fifth on the rail. So that's the way they sort themselves out. I dare say it will be that order for some time. Over the crossing, 1,800 metres from the judge and Muberiz. Fourth run this campaign leads by two lengths. Moran's getting a good run in second position. Two-way third, Shameless Miss. The favourite parked outside of Bartholomew Diaz, who's going up on its inside. And a length and a quarter behind that pair, Odie Rogers bowling along at the tail end. Four to five lengths, top end to tail, down the back straight. 1,500 left to run. And Muberiz, he's travelling strongly. He set up shop smartly in front, and he's going to try and do it all of the way. Moran's got the drop on him in second. Shameless Miss now only a length away third. One away to Bartholomew Diaz Fourth on the inside and Adi Ra fifth and last. Now, Shameless Miss moved up outside of Muberiz, got to within three quarters of a length of it, but that's where it ends. Muberiz's jock uh, signalling his intention to hold the front. Down the back straight, 1,100 metres left to go, and Muberiz leads away from Shameless Miss, trailing by a length and a quarter. Moran third on the rail, Adi Ra length back fourth, and fifth and last was Bartholomew Diaz. So the quintet leave the back, move to the side. 900 left to run. Can Muberiz do it from go to way? We'll find out soon. He's about to go by Racecourse Village at the half mile. Leading Shameless Miss still by that length, length and a quarter margin. Moran in third's had a great run. No excuse for it. Fourth the outside, Odie Rad. He's close enough if good enough. And Bartholomew Diaz is going to have to try and run the four down from last. More speed goes on now. 600 left to run. Moober is in front. He's had a good run by and large. Shameless Miss getting to within a neck of the leader. And now Odie Rad comes calling three wide as they round the turn. Moran behind that trio looking for a rails runner. And Bartholomew Diaz pushed along in last position. Fully homeward bound. 300 left to run. Muberiz leads away from Shameless Miss. Odie Ra joining that pair. Moran getting up on the inside. Bartholomew Diaz can't go with them. But Odie Ra now in full flight. Snatch the lead from Moran. Muberiz and Shameless Miss. That trio can do no more. And Odie Ra pulling right away over the last 50 metres. Two races down. Both to warm. And Odie Ra beat Muberiz. Third. Moran, I'd say, just from Shameless Miss. Not much in it. And Bartholomew Diaz poking up between the pair. So that's uh, four road to you, Ralph, James Orman paying two ninety and one fifty seven. Uber is two ninety, and it's a photo finish for third there. Eagle Farm race number two. Now let's get to Gilgandra and to Carl Hodges for race one. Dollar forty five out to a dollar sixty. Was a dollar sixty five earlier on there, and it's only having. Uh, I think it's third start in a race, Cool Ruler. Has been placed at Tamworth and a rapid ride. She's back from serious injuries. She's had a few meetings back and has ridden one winner. 
Very good rider. She'd ridden 57 winners down a rope. The red light comes on for the first, and they're off and racing. Left behind was Flying Dubaiwai, and Cool Rulers going up early with our little Zooey and Breakover. There's a mad charge for the lead. Snow Missile was fourth, and comes value added. The next one, Tunner Tricks, two and a half lengths back then. Came I Told Ribbick and Flying Jabawi after a slow start was laughable. So they sweep down the side and Breakover, just a leader now. On the outside, Cool Ruler. Uh, Snow Missile was third, about to go around them deeper. Break back to our little Zoe. Then Tunner Tricks making ground from Value Added. I told Rubik and Flying Jabawi is last. About uh, 2.50 to go. They approach the home turn. Cool Ruler went up on the outside of Breakover. Then Snow Missile. Our little Zoe, but Cool Ruler had doubted the lead. It's got away now from Breakover. Down the outside, Snow Missile. Our, our little Zoe, but it's going well. Cool Ruler, it's well clear. And Cool Ruler. Wins the first, breakover second, our little Zoe third, then Snow Missile, value added, followed by Tunner Tricks, and then came I Tell Rubik and Flying Jabawi. Cool ruler, and great to see Anna Roper back riding winners. She's a terrific uh, apprentice, and uh, she was out of the game since last November after very serious injuries, and she's only that's her second winner since she made the comeback. Number eight, Cool Ruler, trained by Cody Morgan at Tamworth. And Cool Ruler has gone to the lead on the home turn and raced away for a good win here. Waiting for the interim placings to come through on the race one. Cool Ruler is a four-year-old baby. Cool Ruler there, $161. Stand by for full numbers. Uh, now, Legal Farm, 4 0 Tiro paid 280 and 130. Second to seven, Uber is 310. No third, five, Shameless Miss. And Six Moran ran fourth. Cornella was eight ninety. Exact of fourteen seventy. Trifecta seventeen eighty. First four sixty six ten. The six four double twelve dollars and ten cents. They're at the start at Flemington. About to learn. I'm telling you about Windy Peak, a blend of three whites and three reds from the stable of famous De Bortoli wines. Try Windy Peak Chardonnay. Affordable, medium-bodied, with an excellent finish. Wendy Peak Chardonnay by De Bortoli. OK, so Flemington now as they get organised. The Prodigal Sun is $4 into three sixty. Jet Jitsu has gone five out to six. Uh, and then $9.50 for Air Defence. So the move out is number 13, the Prodigal Sun, $4 into three sixty. Here's Matt for race two. In February, just outside the placings in a benchmark 70 Saturday race in Adelaide, has former rounder Nilla. He's uh, a hope drawn the middle here. And uh, the previous uh, race, first, second and third coming up the middle. So interesting to see if that plays out again here. The Prodigal Sons just had that continued support, 4.20 into $3.50. So good money for this Craig Whittison trained uh, runner from Wodonga. We had an Albury winner in the first as uh, the full set of uh, horses are now down at the top of the straight and they're about to load away. So Jet Jitsu, tote favourite, the prodigal son, VOP favourite. Now, with the rail out uh, 10 metres, the uh, barrier stalls had to just be moved across the track a little to uh, let the runners move behind the barriers. And uh, now that's uh, happened, the barriers can be put in the correct place. So that's just happening at the moment. And uh, now these horses will be called forward. 
Moving into the stalls, Jiu-Jitsu is the first one along. $5.60, second total leg. Rock Ribbed, who's been vetted here after pulling a shoe, has gone into the stalls, duped by Spin. A 50-to-1 hope comes up with Declan Bates aboard. Of course, uh, Craig Whittison training duped by Spin as well as the favourites. Now, coming forward is Smuggler's Run and also Rivkin, who's in commission. Rivkin is drawn wide, has Harry Grace aboard. So they continue to load away. Cosmic Rhapsody and Cable to Vega will be the next to two in her stride, who usually performs well uh, fresh in her stride, well and truly in commission for this as well. She's had four goes first up for a win and two minor placings. We haven't seen her since April. She was placed in a Vamos at Launceston in uh, in February. Form like that's pretty good for an aspirant sprint, you would think. In her stride goes up, simply optimistic. Is about to load away with also air defence, the prodigal son who's drawn the outside with Damien Oliver, Saboomer, Cable to Vega also to come along with Delightful Journey. Cosmic Rhapsody goes up, drawn towards the middle. So they're just about right at the top of the straight six for the VRC member Pamela Perry Aspirin Sprint as the prodigal son... One of a couple of runners from Craig Whittison's stable completes the line. Locked away now. Set race number two. The big field ready. Gates crashing away. Jet Jitsu broke away cleanly. Over towards the far side. Smuggler's run was slow away. Rock Rib Love and Laughs pushed forward with also in her stride. Up the middle, Simply Optimistic led the group from Interzar and also Rivgen Delightful Journey Cosmic Rhapsody. Air defences midfield. They settle. Simply Optimistic is the leader in the blue and white by a length and a half. Interzar Love and Laughs in her stride. Delightful Journey Rivgen lead the division up the middle. Cosmic Rhapsody midfield. They were followed by Rock Ribbed over on the rails. Smugglers runners back with those. Then Jet Jitsu. Cable to Vega. Air defence as well. Back with duped by Spin Saboomer. And the prodigal son is last of the group on the outside. So with 400 metres to go, it's simply optimistic in front by two lengths to a wall of horses. Rivkin the outside. Saboomer's getting into its work with also in her stride. Intazar behind those horses and the prodigal son right down the centre. Simply optimistic at the 100 50 with Saboomer and the Prodigal Son right down the centre of the course. The Prodigal Son takes the lead, draws clear, and the Prodigal Son's going to trot in. Won it well from Saboomer. Third a photo, Rivkin or duped by Spin, followed by Simply Optimistic and Jet Jitsu. Then came into Zar Cosmic Rhapsody and Love and Laughs. Smugglers run in her stride, Delightful Journey, Rock Ribbed, a bad and well back. Also in that group, Cable to Vega and Air Defence. The Prodigal Son. So the Prodigal Son, that was the mover. Number 13 paid $3.170. And Oliver for Craig Whittison. Second at 12, Sue Boomer had three thirty, And it's a photo finish for third. Rivkin and also diving at it is duped by spin and with the rail out 10 from my angle there wasn't a lot in that the prodigal son has won easily was the winner a long way out from Sabuma third Rivkin will just hold duped by spin and then simply optimistic Jet Jitsu behind them then into Zar Cosmic Rhapsody Smugglers Run Love and Laughs Air Defence 
That'll be the order across the post for this uh, aspirant sprint race number two. But the prodigal son, who was held up at rear, had a back to follow, and then once Damien Oliver let this horse loose, it has slid past them down the outskirts of the track under hands and heels, and that was an emphatic display in that big field. The prodigal son has uh, raced away for a soft victory at the finish. We stand by but it's the prodigal son defeating Sabuma second, number 12, Blake Shin for Ray Basanko. Of course, uh, Blake... I'll leave it there. Here's Kimberley. Pushes forward with Sidiriola. Then came out wider on the track. Rico Suave a little bit deep into the first turner. Next, Sir Godric, the inside turnaround time, followed by at the rear was Zunique. So five lengths separate the fielder. So work their way towards the back straight. Sidereal now strides to the lead. No speed to report. Verbeck, the inside second. Rico Suave pulls its way to third. Followed next by Overrise, the length Vincenzo. Sir Godric turnaround time at Zunique at the rear. 14.50 left to go. Sidereola is out in front and into the pilot by a length and three quarters. Rico Suave Verbeck tucked away the inside followed by Overrise to its outsider. Vincenzo midfield covered by Sir Godric then turnaround time Zunique at the rear. Spotting the leader about nine lengths head start passing the 1200. Sidereola still the pilot on the next turn with about 1100 metres left to go. Led by about a length and three quarters Rico Suave. Verbeck the inside travels well the favourite. Overrise is well positioned in four spot. Vincenzo next Sir Godric Spots the leader probably seven or eight lengths down the side, then turnaround time Zunique at the rear. 900 metres left to go and going forward still is Sidereal in front, bobbing in the fleet. Out by three lengths, Rico Suave just increased the margin there. Verbeck the inside. Rico Suave then the inside was Vincenzo. Sir Godric turnaround time Zunique as they start to pack up. 600 from Homer. Sidereal still the pilot from Verbeck who got away from the inside. Rico Suave is coming to the outside with Verbeck as they spin the turn. 4.25 left to go. Sidereola held together in the lead from Verbeck. Vincenzo, Rico Suave, over ice out deeper. Then Sir Godric trying to get into its work right out wide. 2.20 left to go. Sidereal still in front. Verbeck's trying to get there. Vincenzo gets the split in the centre. Vincenzo went to Sidereal. Verbeck down the outside over ice with Sir Godric. But Vincenzo inside the 100 metre mark pulls away and scores. Vincenzo from a photo. Verbeck or Sidereal. Fourth not sure. You had Zanique up there with Sir Godric. They'll follow the next by uh, Rico Suave. Haven't already got it with over ice. Uh, Zanique and turnaround time. Three Vincenzo for Jean Vernover me was three eighty and one sixty five Verbeck, a dollar fifty and one Sidereal at two sixty three five one there are the numbers. Kembler race one from Murray Bridge with Brett Davis issue in four minutes. Alpine Flyers at two seventy. Mumble over is three ninety and now Shining Star is five fifty. There's correct weight at Gilgandra six cool ruler was one sixty and money back. Second to one break over 240. Third to nine now, little Zoe 274. Fourth correct weight. And at Flemington, 13, 12, 5, 16. 13, the prodigal son paid $3.170. 12, Sue Boomer, $3.30. 5, Rivkin, $4.60 and 16. Duped by Spin. Fourth, Quinella, $17.40. Exact, a $9.70. Trifecta, $60.60. First for $220.60. So that's the uh, first there. at uh, The second, rather, at, uh, at Flemington. 
Kembla Growing numbers are three, five, one, and seven over. Rice has run fourth. They've come into the yard at Rose Hill, so let's take an update now for race three. And it's a pretty significant day too, Simon. Uh, Zach Lloyd, the champion apprentice of the previous season, um, in his first season as well, riding in Sydney, accumulated 76 winners. He booted home two on Wednesday, and he's ridden the first two. That adds up to 80. That's it after today. No more claim for Zach Lloyd. So uh, he's done that in super fast time, less than 12 months. And he's on a well-fancied runner here, Kirkaby, in the next. Uh, firstly, United Nations, number two, James McDonald's Mountain. Just note this is over 2,400 metres this upcoming race. And the market goes United Nations $8.50 Kirkaby $6 Zach Lloyd's Mount so United for Adam Hieronymus $3.50 looks the leader and Aristonis is the favourite at $2.20 Verona $21 Fonga Hugh $10 in from $12 and McGeehan at $34 so Aristonis $2.20 is the favourite in front of So United at the 350. So, um, yeah, scoop up.